Sesternino back here with the lady who hunts down the survivors that you've been waiting to hear from. Here she is, the great Teresa T. Bird Cooper. Hey, Rob. How's it going? Yes. Hey. It's going so well. So excited for this one here today. T-Bird, could you let the listeners know who you've tracked down this time? All right. We've got Heidi. Strobel Hamels from Survivor Amazon Season 6. This is the Who is this again? Remind me who this person is. Heidi Strobel Hamels. Actually, she finished on day 36, just like Trying I did for Africa, the, day 36. Heidi yeah. from Survivor mm-hmm. the Amazon. Sounds Amazon. very she familiar. Is actually our, yes, she's the first player that we've talked to from Survivor Amazon. Yes. How about that? Okay. All right, no, I this think is there's going to be a lot of... Very excited. Yeah. Very excited for this one, T-Bird. This is a great job. This is a great job. I, I, really, I couldn't believe it when you texted me and said that we we're going to talk to Heidi. I was so excited because, you know, Heidi is one on the short list. I've got a short list here from season one. Heidi was on our short list of somebody that you really, really, really wanted to talk to. And when I told you that I had gotten Heidi... You sent me a text back, and I kind of thought you were kidding, and then I realized you weren't kidding. You said, I didn't think I'd ever talk to her again. I'm like, no. whoa, that makes it even better. Yeah. It's just not that there was a falling out or anything. It's just that, you know, people go their own separate ways. It was definitely harder to keep tabs with people uh, back, you know, 15 years ago before social media was everywhere and everybody had cell phones and everything like that. I, we, I think we had cell phones at that time, but, but, you know, it's easier to keep tabs on people now. Anyway, excited for Heidi Hamels here on the podcast today. This is going to be a very fun one. So uh, great job here from. T-Bird. Okay, uh, T-Bird, before we uh, get into talking with Heidi, let me take a moment and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Those are our friends over at Noom. Noom is the habit change program that uses psychology to teach you how your mind works so you can understand why you make the decisions you make and you can feel empowered to change for good. With Noom, you pick the goals that are right for you, whether it's feeling better in your clothes, having more stamina to keep up with your busy life, being more in tune with your body's needs, or practicing more self-care and feeling confident. And Noom is going to personalize uh, a program to help your aspirations become a reality. Uh, now, of course, that Noom is based in psychology and it's going to uh, give you different examples like feeling good about your choices, having an improved sense of self-worth and mood, and giving you less stress and anxiety. You'll work with your counselor to eat better, to feel better, and having more energy like T-Bird. And then enjoying exercise again, you'll be uh, maybe uh, smiling and laughing like T-Bird on the treadmill. <laughs> 
That's right. That's right. That's right. I like the psychology part of it. Uh, I was going to say, I like the psychology part of it. Yeah. Because once you get your mind right, that's that's the first step in anything. So I think Noom's going to help you get, get your mind right. Yeah. You're going to have a personalized coach, uh, and they're going to help you understand yourself and your goals. Uh, that uh, I tried it out. The, my coach's name was Emily. Uh, it's telling you how Noom works with your lifestyle, so you don't have to commit to a rigorous plan. Of course, it's based in psychology, so Noom is going to teach you why you do the things you do. And uh, God knows, I've asked myself that many questions. And, and empowers you with the tools to break bad habits and replace them with new ones. It's based on a cognitive behavioral approach. And uses personalized courses to help you reach your specific goals. Noom is forgiving because you're human. If you go off track, there's no shaming, just tips to help you get back on track. And everybody is busy. That's why Noom doesn't demand much of your time. They ask for only 10 minutes a day. Over 80% of Noomers finished the program and 60% have stuck with their goals for at least one year. There's a science to getting healthier. It's called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash Rob. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash Rob. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash Rob to start your trial today. That's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash Rob. Okay, we were first introduced to our guest today when she was just 24 years old on the sixth season of Survivor, the Amazon. Don't even begin to make the mistake of underestimating this beautiful blonde who Jeff Probst revealed at the Amazon season finale was the contestant with the highest IQ. She holds a Bachelor of Arts in Exercise Physiology, Secondary Education, Physical Education, and she has a Master's Degree in Secondary Education. Even now, at the age of 41 and five beautiful children, Caleb Braxton, Reeve, McKenzie, and now nine-month-old Harlow. She has maintained her amazing figure through hard work and a structured fitness regimen. See her Instagram. She had her hopes set on the amazing race and had first applied with her grandfather for that reality show, but Mark Burnett had his sights set on her for Survivor. So with a personal call from Mark, he persuaded her to apply for Survivor. Heidi was clearly a threat, and on day 36, with three votes against her, it was not unanimous, by the way, was taken out by the guys, fitting for a game which started with the initial tribes being divided by sex. Hashtag Battle of the Sexes. She left the game weighing only 86 pounds on her 5-foot, 9-inch frame, along with a knee swollen up as large as a baseball due to a spider bite. And because of the parasites she contracted in Amazon, she ended up with kidney failure. Still talked about by Survivor fans today was the Girls Gone Wilder immunity challenge on day 19 when Heidi and Jenna stripped naked before jumping in the water for peanut butter and Oreos. After Survivor, we saw her and Jenna on the cover of Playboy August 2003. In 2004, her life would change when she met the man of her dreams, Cole Hamels, when throwing out the first pitch at a Clearwater Phillies game. In December 2006, they were married. Cole Hamels went on to win the 2008 World Series MVP player with the Philadelphia Phillies, which means Heidi is the wife of a successful baseball player. But 
Don't think this strong, independent woman is content living in the shadows. She is leaving her own mark. Heidi and Cole started the Hamill Foundation in 2009. Their mission is to improve education in the Philadelphia area, and they've reached out across the globe and are helping children orphaned by HIV in Malawi, Africa, giving all children hope. Heidi and Cole were named Humanitarians of the Year by Philadelphia Sports Writers. In 2012, they donated their 104-acre home to Camp Barnabas, a nonprofit for those with special needs and chronic illnesses. Not surprising that it has been said that Heidi has the gift of empathy and compassion. She is an entrepreneur, fitness guru, plays the piano, the drums, writes poetry, is a running junkie, and has a career as a country music song. Songwriter, to name only a few of her accomplishments. Go ahead, underestimate this awesome, amazing, determined, passionate, unafraid, enthusiastic, beautiful woman. I dare you. I introduce to you a humble lady known for her generous philanthropic efforts, Heidi Strobel Hamels. Wow. T-Bird, I'm going to have you read my obituary, okay? Oh, no, no. (laughs) That was unbelievable. Heidi. That was awesome. You are unbelievable. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know what to say about that introduction. Undeserving. You are so so accomplished. You know, it's it's quite deserving. You're so accomplished, Heidi. What, What next? Where do you go from here? Rob has a podcast. It, well, that's this is true. This is as good as it gets, guys. Well, I yeah. might as well stop. I better stop here. This is this is the end of the road for me. So, uh. <laughs> well, Heidi, I'm so excited that we have you here. I've been looking forward to this all week long because uh, this is uh, so wonderful. I, I feel like that it has been probably. 15, 16 years uh, since uh, we've uh, gotten to catch up. And so I know you've had a lot going on, but uh, I'm so happy that you're here today. Likewise, likewise, Rob. Uh, sa- same with you. I-, I saw, like, I think you have two two little boys Two boys. Now. Yes, I have two, uh, two boys. Can you imagine that? No, but I love it. <laughs> I mean, I can. I can imagine. I love that for you. That's, that's so special. Yeah. All right. Well, Heidi, uh, this is uh, so wonderful. It's so nice to uh, get to hear your voice. How are you guys uh, doing uh, with uh, everything that's uh, going on? I know that the uh, Major League Baseball is still waiting to uh, strike uh, up a deal in terms of like what, what they're going to do. Uh, everybody doing okay by you? I, I it, it is interesting because, you know, Rob, I was already a, not, not a huge sports fan, but I mean, per se, but, but I did love baseball before all this. Yes. Um, so I'm just going to talk from a fan point of view. It has nothing to do with who I'm married to. but um, and, and I think most people would say this is true about their favorite sport, is that it's, it's, it's kind of a shame that baseball isn't going right now because I think people would find a new love for it, a new passion yeah. for it. Um, I think, and this is just my own opinion, I think, I think MLB is missing out on a huge opportunity that they could get millions of more fans um, to tune into baseball and 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 the players and and it's 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 actually a shame that all of this is happening. So yeah, um, on 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 a lot of levels, one we make no income, so so you've got to consider that you know for not just us, but I mean all these minor league guys that you know are barely making it. I think I think they make around eight hundred dollars a month. Yeah, so you've got all 
all those issues. Um, some of the owners not wanting to play for uh, reasons I won't get into here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'll try not to go very political here, but um, it is it is interesting. I just I hate it from a like I said, just a fan yeah. of baseball. It's 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 a real shame to not see this happen. So I hope they come to something soon. Um, I know personally, Cole is going crazy. This is you know you know in a pro athlete's life in their mind, this is their whole life. They don't know how to be anything or do anything else. This is this is everything to them. So they live and breathe whatever that sport is. So this this can really rock your world. And then I own four other companies that are massively impacted by COVID right now. Oh sure, yeah. So it's it's kind of it's it's hit us pretty hard. One one of the companies I have is a, a entertainment company for for uh, singers, but you know they can't go on the road. Mm-hmm. So they they can't even perform probably until April of twenty twenty one. Um, from a foundation nonprofit point of view, I can't even tell you how many, how many schools and people need our help right now, because that's the only way most of those kids were getting fed is if they were going to school. So we have tried to step in and a lot of relief on feeding them a lot of relief. And there's only so much we can do. So, um, it's, it's, it's been very, like, I hate to say, you know, I like bleed red, white, and blue. Mm -hmm. It's been heartbreaking for me to see this happen to America. And at the same time, um, with the middle of uh, Black Lives Matter, I have a I have an African child. Um, in the middle of all that, there's still been a lot of really good, you know, a lot of good yeah. people that have surfaced, and and I love seeing that too. I love seeing people rally and and uh, you know try to make something great out of something pretty awful. Heidi, I know that Cole had signed with the Atlanta Braves in the offseason, <laughs> even though uh, the Braves haven't uh, started to play outside of spring yeah. training, but that is T-Bird's favorite team. Aw, that's awesome. I yes, love them it is. as well. Uh, they're an awesome, awesome organization. I've always loved them. Heidi, we have two things in common. One thing we have in common is we were both voted out on day 36. Okay, we were both voted out out there. And the other thing we have in common the Atlanta Braves. So I have to tell you this. <laughs> I actually reached out to Brian. So Brian's, I'm friends with Brian and his wife, Ronnie. I've known him forever. So I well, re- tell the listeners who Brian is. <laughs> oh, Brian Sticker is the coach for the Atlanta Braves. Yes. So I reached out to Brian and said, Brian, I'm talking to Heidi today. Uh, call Hamill's wife. Can you give me a funny story? So anyway, he said he had just hung up with Cole. Aww. But he has not met you yet. No, he hasn't met me yet. Rob said it. We got he got signed in uh what uh, November or so, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you really don't meet the team until spring training, and there was no spring training. <laughs> yeah. So so lots of you you kind of are like this mystery person for a very long time. So um it's it's so so true of like okay what what team who are the players who's you know I, it's it's crazy to be in this position. Yeah. Heidi, as a long-suffering Mets fan, I would have appreciated if you guys would st- have stayed out of the National League East. We, much- we heard that. Yes. We heard that from a lot of Phillies fans as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I would just love to, uh, you know, uh, you know, c- catch up a little, a little bit about your survivor experience. That it's been, it's been so long. I'm, I'm sure that it doesn't come up a lot, but I feel like uh, that's where most of people that are listening to the podcast uh know know you best from and i feel like that you uh were always underappreciated as a a player that t-bird said hey 
don't underestimate Heidi. But I have to say, I I, I, I never underestimated you uh, to a fault. Uh, and no, I, I would I, agree with that, Rob. I said uh, when it when it was it was coming down to it, I said, uh, you know, Heidi or Jenna. I said, guys, you guys, Heidi is going to win. Heidi's going to win. She's yeah, getting you know. she's getting hot. She's go she's uh, she's getting better. She's going to win the challenges. <laughs> she's getting better. She might win one. Well, well you, but one. you were hobbled at one point with injury, and I just felt like that you were on the rise. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love you. That is such a crack up. Um, well, one, I appreciate that. My older self definitely appreciates that. Mm -hmm. um, two, uh, no, you you definitely didn't, Rob. I think you were one of the few that, that, that didn't, um, which I always appreciated about you. But, but. Also, hands down, you were the best player of the game. I mean, you were. So it's, and, and probably you are of many, if you put yourself in many of these games, you'd be the best player. So I think there's a lot, a lot to be said. Let's not get too that. carried away, Heidi. Well, it's true. It's, it's tr it really is true. I, I, I do know how, how good you are and, and how um, it's like a chess game. I think that was the hardest part for me is that I'm such an empath and mm -hmm. I'm so compassionate and I'm, I'm, man, I feel everything and, at the same time, I'm an athlete. Yeah. So, so I had, and I compartmentalized really well. So I had to be like, okay, I need to put the empath or whatever this other thing is about my personality on a shelf and not reach for that. I mean, probably until I have to, mm -hmm. but, but you got it. You got it. You, this is just a game. This is, this is a game. We're, we're not here to be best friends. The viewers don't look at it that way back then. Maybe now they definitely do. But mm -hmm. back then, you know, you were you were a real person. Whatever they edited, whatever they showed, that was your real person. And it's like, wow, I'll be honest, that's like that's like maybe if 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 we have, you know, ten different personality types inside of us, that was probably two of mine. Mm -hmm. You know, because you knew you had to shelf the rest of who you were to get through this thing. I think most people would do that if they were ever, and regardless of the name Survivor, I think most people would do that in a survival moment. You think that our SEALs and everybody fighting for this country shows all 10 of their cards? Mm -hmm. No, no. You're, you're in combat. That's, that's the card you show. It doesn't matter if you're the best person that ever lived. You're not going to show that card. So I think people forget, like, this person easily could be not showing five of their cards, six of their cards, eight of their cards. They forget that. They really think that that must be the person you are. So um, I think I think that that was the most interesting part of playing a game, you know, because that's what it was. <laughs> and Heidi, you know, Heidi, that's interesting too, that you what you're saying now and what I look back from years back, what you said during the game Rob, she actually said, um, even though you were trying to get on uh, her and Jenna's good graces, Heidi said that you would win the game, Rob, screwing everybody else over. So she she had her insight. She knew the kind of player you were. And obviously, you knew the kind of player she was. Yeah. Oh, well, I got to go back to that that specific day because I, I've you know in talking about the game, you know, we had our we had a family visit and it was we had a we had a nice time and then we had they had given us wine and I was overserved and <laughs> Heidi, I I woke up that morning I had the worst hangover and I was not I was not thinking clearly and I had a lot of, I had a lot of crazy ideas and I had said uh, I I had talked. 
to Jenna about how I had wanted to. I basically told her like, "Hey," uh, and in my mind, I was like, "Oh, everybody's you know, a lot of people are 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 not liking you right now." So uh, I'll go to the I'll go to the end with you, but just trust me. Like uh, yep. like hang in yep. there. And I was like yep. I was like, "Oh, let me throw her a bone." And okay, and then she and and get her on my side because then uh, I'm I I felt like I was offering her something that was you know in her best interest of like hey I'll go, yes. let's go to the end and she uh, did not want to do that and ultimately <laughs> like well, she knew better she knew better than me and she was like no uh, you know screw you I don't want your stupid deal and then uh, she went back and she told she told Heidi and then the whole thing uh, blew up and everybody was yelling at me. And Heidi said, "Like, hey, if you if you uh, keep screwing everybody over, uh, then you're going to win." I was like, yep. "Okay, well, well that's I'm, <laughs> I can live with that." <laughs> this is so funny, especially day whatever that was. Yes. You've had no food, mm-hmm. and you're you're decrepit, and you're like, I can't even move my limbs anymore. Um, I, that that makes it even funnier because my normal healthy self, well, one, I still would have thought that about you, Rob, but my normal healthy stuff would be like, hell yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I probably would have given you more of a pat on the back than be than be upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, in fairness, like I, I did not do a, a great job. Like, I don't know why, you know, uh, you know, Butch and Matt and Christy weren't saying like, hey, let's let's vote this guy out. Uh, that this guy, this guy is. Uh, but they were they, they, they were dug in. Uh, so I, I didn't mind it. I don't think, again, I think this goes back to, and, and, and these were the beginning, right? These were the beginning phases of, of, of this game. I'm not completely sure everybody had their mind wrapped around it was a game. I, I, I think people, especially on lack of food, um, lack of sleep, mm-hmm. you know, your, your, your body is, on, in all fairness, in survival mode. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, they, I think it, myself included, there were definitely glimpses for sure looking back of going, man, I even forgot it was a game there for a minute. Mm-hmm. I, I think people forget and, and you get too personally wrapped up in it, you know, and, and, and that's why they're not making these more strategic moves. They're not making these more alliances that make the most sense. They're doing it based off of emotion and not off of really fact. Again, if you were playing chess, you wouldn't get all emotional about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think you would, but so I think as long as you're playing it like a game of chess, then then why are we crying about this? Let's, yeah. let's just play. Yeah. You know? Heidi, what happens on day 36 if Jenna actually quits? And she mentions about quitting. Mm-hmm. And I think Heidi even tries to convince the guys that Jenna kind of wants, wants to quit. What happens on day 36 for y'all's game if Jenna quits? Um. I, I don't know. I don't know if they still make us vote somebody out um, if if she quits or, or if she quits or not. Uh, like, I don't know how, how close she actually was. I know at one point she was talking about it, but I'm not sure if like if, if she was talking about it, like on the day that there was going to be a tribal council. Heidi, do you remember at all? Not honestly, in all fairness. No, I think it's a really good question. I remember her saying it, but not in. um. Not in a way of like, I, I, I'll put it this way, not in a way that I believed it. Yeah. In a way, I think that was more like, well, I'm just kind of done. You know, like when mm-hmm. you are, when you're fed up with something, but but it's not, it's not as believable. I think she was fed up and not, not convinced herself that she was done. Yeah. And- but that's a good question. What does happen if somebody quits like that? I would agree. I don't know. Do you have a tribal council and then I, T-Bird I maybe to follow yours up? What's the next strategic move? If that's what you're getting at here. Then okay, now Jenna's out. Now, now what? Yes, 
then that's what I'm asking for your game and for Rob's game. What happens to your game? Who who moves up? Because I can actually see after studying your season, I can see you and Rob making it to the final two. I really oh, I, can. So then I'm thinking, 100%. what happens then? Well, I would I would have said to Rob, let's it would just be me yeah. and Rob. I would have said that to him, but Rob might have been like, okay, I'm going to say that to Heidi, but I'm also going to say it to Christy, and I'm also going to say it to Butch. <laughs> yeah, well, I so feel like that Heidi probably would have won uh, in so that scenario. Like just looking at what that would have been if Jenna would have left, I would I would still say like, okay, well, we have to vote out Heidi next because I'd rather go to the I'd rather go to the end yeah. with yeah. Matt or Butch. And then uh, sit there with with one of those guys, because I feel like that, you know, now sitting on the jury, you have Jenna and you have Alex and you have Dave and probably uh, whether it's Dina or feels like that there's that there's another Heidi vote that's probably out there where I felt like that uh, I had a better chance against the guys. Yeah, I I think that's true, because most people looked at Jenna and I as more of the same. So you're probably going to get the same vote towards you, I Mm -hmm. think. I think it's fair to say. Um, But yeah. and, and, and even though actually Matt is an awesome person, I don't think he connected that much to a lot of people. I just think the connection was missing. He actually is an awesome person. Yeah. Um, so maybe you pick somebody that just isn't as connected to people. Yeah. A lot of people, they rewatch the season and say, hey, how come Matt didn't win? Wasn't Matt, uh, why, why shouldn't Matt have won? Right, right. And um, I, I think that he, uh, in at least in the edit of the TV show, that you know uh, that he he came off probably better, where it just felt like that he didn't really uh, you know have the kind of personal connection with people that Jenna had had. Agreed. I think I think that is it. I think the edit of Matt, it, it's not wrong. It's not a fair or unfair edit. I, I he never really did anything wrong. He didn't he didn't hurt people. He wasn't trying to be. You know what I mean? He he was a good yeah. he's a good person. Yeah. It's just that he didn't connect with anybody. And I think with that, with the edit, it's so hard to show people that you're not being connected to like the human spirit. I don't know how in editing how you show that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's the the in all the editing we can possibly do, that might be the editing job that can't be done, you mm-hmm. know, is the connection. So he just didn't I just don't think he connected to people and, and that was it. So um, what was his pe- Peking Duck? <laughs> I think he talked more about Peking Duck than he that, did the game. T-Bird, so, that I mean- <laughs> was, he would talk about always that like uh, when he would like, you talk a lot about food and, and that was like the most bizarre thing that he kept talking about. Like uh, It was. Like, when I get out of the game, I'm going to get a Peking Duck. It's like, really? That's it? That's what you're craving? <laughs> we were dying. We were dying because we thought he was kidding. Okay. And and no, he he was not kidding. Which which now, of course, I had never had that before. So of course, one of the things I had to try after was yeah. was peeking duck. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't had it. I don't think. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! But yeah, so I think I think that's the part. Is like if you're if you're talking more about peeking duck than you are strategy, mm-hmm. you you might not be connecting. <laughs> Is that, here's your sign? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, but anyways, he's, he's an awesome person. I think if you're just trying to connect with him as, as being a good yeah. kind person, he, he, he truly, truly is. Um, but, but strategy and game wise, I'm, I'm, you know, I guess, yeah. yeah. you know, <laughs> you can say the jury's still out, but it's not, <laughs> it has been decided. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. I, w- I would agree. I don't know. I would have thought that, um, 
I, I would have said, yeah, Rob, let's, let's, you know, let's do this. Let's, you'll, you'll be my person. I'd go all the way to, to the end with, but still knowing he'd probably say it to, <laughs> to uh, Butch and everybody else left on the show. <laughs> I just wanted to get to the end. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So yeah. as you should, as you should, that's the whole point of the entire game. Yeah. Okay, so this I thought this was crazy interesting that you actually started by applying for the Amazing Race. So I'm going to assume that had you seen any of the Survivor uh, seasons before? Did you binge watch them before Mark Burnett made that amazing call to you? And I, I can't imagine getting a call from him, how that might make you feel. Did you binge watch <laughs> them? Had you watched Survivor at all? No. No, I had, I had heard about it in the media. Like, oh, there was this 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 guy that went naked and he won a million dollars. You know, like those kinds of stories. But no, I had never seen it. And um, I grew up on a on a farm, and you know, you know how to you know you are surviving. I mean, when you live on a farm in that kind of way, you are hunting every day, you are fishing every mm-hmm. day, you are doing cattle every day, you're doing maize and grassland every day, you're doing your farm. I mean, you're doing you're farming. So I never thought that I think it's a funny joke that a famous comedian says that like we call it survivor when it when it's half half of the world's real life mm-hmm. <laughs> so um that's how I kind of look at some of those some of those situations um definitely not third world because I'm not I'm not saying farming life is third world not by any stretch of the imagination but the things they're asking you to do on that show are, are very much of that farmer mentality and, and what you have to do to provide food for your family. So, um, yeah. So when I was on, when I, when I sent in my tape with my grandpa who was 70 at the time, but he could still run six miles a day. I mean, he, he's, he's a beast, um, a hundred percent military, the whole thing. So we got, we did get picked. We got picked right away. They're like, yep, we're casting you for the, for the amazing race. And it had never aired before. And this would have been the mm-hmm. first one. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. We're out camping. And me and my grandpa are out camping together. And then sure enough, I get a call a day later, two days later, three days later. I'll be honest. I can't remember. But it was not a week later um, saying, absolutely not. I, I, I want you for Survivor. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the final final. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, I, I, I don't want to do Survivor. I don't even know what to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So kind of had to walk myself through those steps of what that looks like. Um, and then they did tell me, they said, do yourself a favor and go watch one of them before you go. Yeah. <laughs> they also told me to gain weight and I, I just couldn't believe that. I was like, wow, really? I need to go like, go put on 20 pounds of fat. I was like, well, how does one do that? You're 22 years old and <laughs> an athlete. I mean, tell me what to do. Should I be stuffing my face full of bonbons? What's happening here? I don't know. Um, it's a, not a life I knew. It's just, it's, it was very, very foreign to me. Now you tell me put on 10 pounds, I could do it in my sleep. <laughs> but I, you know, back then you, it's, it's very foreign. You don't know what you don't know. Heidi, has the show ever contacted you over the years to come back for uh, other seasons after Survivor of the Amazon? Because yeah. I feel like that you certainly yes. deserve to be uh, uh, on the show again. No, that's sweet, Rob. That's sweet that you even say that. But, it, but yeah, they have contacted me. Um, Lynn has, yes. has reached out, you know, a couple of times. But she, in, in a very kind way, she she does usually say, I, I know you probably don't want to, right. but, but would you? You know, right. um, in a very, very sweet way. Um, who Her and I have gotten very close over the years, too. But but yes, they have asked me and, and 
thank you, but no thank you is, has always, has always been my answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I always um, thought that you were going, like leading up to the All-Stars, I really thought that you were going to be uh, one, one of the people that was out there. I remember the, when we were all in uh, Los Angeles for... Uh, that we yes. went, we, that we went out to the uh, press summer press tour. And we had lunch with Lynn, and we and she took us out for sushi. And I was like, "All right, well, this is it. It's gonna be that. It's gonna be the three of us uh, going back out there." But then you weren't uh, ultimately called. Yep. No. Or, this or is, you were or, or or you said no. Uh, I think I, I. You're. It's so funny. Like you don't remember these things until you remember them. Um. It's funny because I was on the call with Lynn about this when I was with Jenna. Yes. And she just says, she's like, I mean, do you really want to do this? Yeah. Do you really want to do this? I don't feel like your heart and soul is in this. And you have to think I was just getting off kidney failure. Yeah. I, I, and I said, you know, the fact that I am having so much hesitation, the fact that I am pausing every time we talk, I said, I don't know if I have the guts. And now, again, older version of me, I definitely have the guts to say what I want to say. <laughs> I said, I don't know if I have the guts to say no, but I don't could honestly, Lynn, just help me out. Help, help me make the decision. Help me, you know? Yeah. So, and then I, I owe a lot to Lynn for that. She, I really do. I tell her this all the time that I'm so thankful that she was like, you know, I don't think this is the right decision for you. I, I think this, this is not, this is just not probably part of your path. And again, for how sick I was, I'm just so thankful she she was the voice of reason. Let's just say that much. Mm-hmm. So I think that, I think it was dual. I think I think she definitely knew my hesitation, and at the same time, maybe I wasn't a good fit. Mm-hmm. And I know you also had a rough time with uh, the show airing in terms yes. of the edit and some of the things that they yes. selected to show of you and have <laughs> yes. that uh, be a part of your character on the show. Yes that that was that was that was tough too. You Again, didn't love that. Such an empath. Oh yeah. no, it was. It was, it was, it, I've never been attacked before. I don't, I've never even been called uh, uh, up to that point in my life, anything unkind. I yeah. mean, I'm, I try to be, I don't know. I'm such an empath. I put myself in everybody's shoes all the time. Um, I couldn't, this goes back to what I just, what we started this conversation off with. I couldn't believe that people didn't understand it was a game. Mm-hmm. I could not wrap my mind around that people thought this was your real personality. That, that really did blow me away in editing. I was like, yeah, everybody's smart enough to know there's this thing called editing. Everybody. Wow, was I wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Really, the beauty of editing is, man, you can make anybody look anyway, anytime. You know, it's, it's wow. Again, I was very, very, very naive. I, I had no clue. I just had no clue. So, um, you know. And I, I know you are an expert at, at Survivor Rob and, and what goes on and how things go down. But here I am. So mates never even watched the show before, you know, I didn't know. So, um, and even the challenges, you're the one that had to explain them all to me. I didn't even know like when they had, when you were like, okay, you know, what's going to happen next tomorrow's challenge is going to be blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, it is. Okay. Well, thanks. Cause I would have had no clue. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I was right. Sometimes, uh, you know, most of the time you were. Most of the time you were right. <laughs> sometimes I think sometimes they wanted to screw with you because they already knew you knew, and mm-hmm. I think maybe they changed it last minute just so you wouldn't be right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I thought about that actually. Yeah, I, I felt that way also. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's not too far fetched. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so, so I think if they were becoming you... that predictable with you, Rob. They changed yeah. it. <laughs> yes. 
So Heidi, I know your your children are young, are pretty young. Will you want have 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 you rewatched Survivor? Have you and Cole rewatched Survivor your season? And will you want your children to watch it? And how will you explain to them the decisions you made? Now you remember you are twenty four. I mean, look right. at the things I'm sure we can all tell you we've done early twenty. So, you know, what do you, how do you feel about that? That's, it's interesting. I, I would, I have no problem with any of the, the quote unquote, the things that I did on the show. Like actually, if you think of all the strategy that you kind of have to do when you're, when you're losing weight, you're not thinking straight, you're dehydrated. You've, you guys know the drill. You haven't slept. I mean, we put one person through that, what they haven't, they haven't had anything to eat or sleep in one day. And you see how crazy people act, you know, and let alone on day 20, 30, whatever it ends up being. Um, so it's hard to wrap your mind around unless you are an empath. I don't think you can get that. I don't think explaining that to people, they can even get it. So that's, that's part of it. So, so I'm not really anything I did on the show and how I voted off people and any strategy I might've had, I would, I would stand behind it still to this day, knowing, knowing even what I know now. So I think that's kind of part one. Part two is, um, the editing world. I, I, I know this, I know my, my children know I'm you know, kind and loving and and very giving. So I think they would see a different side of me on this show that they might start questioning like, wow, is that really my mom? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. I don't know. You know, and again, they know me very well. Um, So it would be interesting uh, to, to see that, to see, Hey guys, this is, this is another, either another side of me or just be aware that some people can view you in this light. Even when you mean it a different way, people can still view you in any way that they want, you know? So there's a learning lesson in, in all of this too. Um, you know, and then some of the editing, they would show somebody else c- cussing, which Rob knows I've I'd never up until that point had never said a cuss word in my life, I don't think. So, <laughs> so they would show somebody else cussing, but they would show my face. Mm-hmm. So they were using associations. They were constantly using these things to make me look like an unkind person. So it was like, wow. Um, they would show my mulligans as my real stuff on TV. Yeah. So it's things like that with editing that you're like, wow, it happened, but it did. It didn't happen that way. So I think they'd have to be a little bit older for them to really understand that things can be misconstrued, or you know, or yeah, like you said, Tina, like yeah, that that's that is what I was thinking. That's that's exactly what I was thinking, and this is how I felt about it back then, and. Um, yes, I was younger and, and, you know, we do stupid things when you're, we're young, but we do stupid things when we're older. <laughs> That's a fact. Um, so I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting, but no, to answer, they've, I don't think they've ever seen it. I don't know if Cole's ever seen it. Mm-hmm. I know, we, I know we have tons of survivor people listening to, to this and they'll be like, what? I can't, I can't believe that's true. You know, I, I, I love survivor. Why wouldn't you want to share that with them? Um, but I think you're right. I think they're too young to even understand the strategy for one right now. Mm-hmm. And then two, um, Rob, you're right. I had such a tough time on that show. I had such a tough time wrapping my mind around what had actually even kind of happened to me that um, I went through just tons, tons of PTSD. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, it was funny. My daughter Reed was flipping through the channels one night and it came on naked and afraid. Yes. Okay. And it, it just starts whatever. She's like, Oh, look, look at this mom. Look at this show. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that, that's really crazy. That's our show on steroids. Basically. Um, that is crazy. And within 30 
minutes, 30 minutes, my body already started going into full-blown shock. I had to ru- I had to go to the emergency room and my kidneys already every cuz your cells remember trauma. Now I've no- now I know this back then I didn't know this. But they remember trauma. So all the things that had happened to me, it was like my brain was hardwired to go back to that human. It was the wildest thing. Oh my goodness. That's that's yep. that's wow. It's wow. And even when I went to Thailand, it did mm-hmm. the same wow. thing because we were in the Amazon. So I was put back in a rainforest situation. We were in the jungle on these elephants and we got to this one camp and, you know, I'm, I'm healthy. I'm fine. I'm healthy. And by the night's end, I already started having all, all the symptoms I had from Survivor, all of them. So now this has now happened twice to me already. So, I mean, the way we're wired and what our cells remember and even our brain, you don't, you don't yeah. think about it on your daily, but that's actually how much trauma that, that, that I had. So it was, it's, it's yeah. really crazy, you know? Heidi, I hope that uh, talking to us today about Survivor uh, isn't going <laughs> to set you back. No, no, no. No, no, no it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Not, not at all. Not yeah. at all. Well, we could I've, talk I've about something else. No, no, no. I've learned, a, I've learned a lot from it and knowing, you know, what, what I'm supposed to, you know, especially visual, mm-hmm. visual imagery, especially can kind of get you, can kind of get you going, but no, 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 no. I've been through, you know, way, way worse yeah. um, things. It's just, it's just, fa- I actually found it pretty fascinating that that's what your, your mind and body kind of resorts back to is, oh, this is what we do. Um, T-Bird, you would know, you, you guys would know this, Rob, you being married, when you're pregnant for your first time, your body has no idea what it's doing. It actually kind of just goes into this crazy, whimsical shock mode. And then, man, you get pregnant baby two, and you have gained 40 pounds overnight. Your body knows exactly what to do. <laughs> so this is kind of like what's happening to me. Like, my body knows exactly what to do when I'm in this environment. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty wild though. So um, I think it's fascinating and and knowing you know kind of your your cues with yourself and your signals of okay let me talk my deescalate the situation let's talk myself back down from this. So um, but yeah I've I've had some pretty great trips in in the jungle since that did not end up like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Heidi, have you ever uh, tuned in and caught any of the other seasons of Survivor over the years? Uh, Rob, I think I could answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> she's having kidney failure when she, she's she got a memory. No, she's yeah. not watching <laughs> Maybe she might be curious. Okay, go ahead, Heidi. I'm just kidding it. with Rob. I'm kidding with no, Rob. No, 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 no. I think, one, if I knew somebody on like that I knew was on it, I would, of course, support them. Of course I would. I would support them and, and you know, say something kind or do, or do something. But, um that would probably be it. It'd have to be sparse. And, um, but also Rob, and you guys know, I'm, I've been told it's, it's changed so much. Correct. Mm -hmm. I mean, pretty drastically. It is a lot different. It's a lot faster. It's a lot like game, 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 game. Okay. Okay. So maybe I, I, maybe I should watch it and and have a, not a different appreciation for it, but a different view of now how they, how they do things. But I have heard it's changed pretty drastically. So you know, maybe I'll watch it and go, oh my gosh, that was, you know, I'm going to yeah. sound like an old timer. Yeah. That's, that was nothing like us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't well, know. you also have to watch a lot of baseball games. Well, this and a lot of, and a lot of um, Nick and a lot of Disney. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it might, <laughs> not, might not be easy to, to fit it in. Um, but over, over the years that I know you've gotten to become uh, very friendly with another survivor in uh, Stephanie LaGrosa Kendrick. Yes. 
who yes, she is awesome. Yes. Um, yeah, I I would consider her. I'm not kidding. She is hands down one of my best best friends. Yeah. Best friends. We talk uh, weekly. We go on family vacations together. We we do just about everything together. And what what are the odds that both of our husbands were pitchers for the Philadelphia Phillies? Yeah, I mean, that is crazy. So for anybody who doesn't know, so at the time that uh, Cole was pitching for the Phillies, then at the same time uh, that uh, Kyle Kendrick uh, was with Stephanie. Now, did you introduce them or is this a coincidence? No, co- total coincidence. Yeah. What are the chances that uh, that's what I'm saying? What two are the survivors end uh, up yes. uh, married to two baseball uh, players who were in the same uh, rotation and team? It's crazy because back then, too, I only know this because Steph was telling me all about it, but back then, we were the only two people that had ever been on Survivor that married a, a major leaguer. And it just so happens it was to two pitchers and on the same team. Yeah. Are there more? So I'm sure. I think. Well, see, I don't know. Rob, you would know this. I don't know if any of the survivors <laughs> have married baseball players. Oh, see? So we still might be the only yes. two. <laughs> we might be the only two. They're I just think you so are. funny. Wow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh my well, goodness. Rob, Steph had told us, Steph had told us, Rob, that they didn't meet, they, when they met each other, they didn't know that each other, that they had been on Survivor before. Is that right, Heidi? I think that's what Steph told us. It, it probably is. I, I mean, again, I knew Steph and like from, uh, Rob, wasn't she around a season that we were on like maybe one she or was, two later? Yeah, she was on season 10 was her first one. Okay. Okay. So it was like so two was- years later. Two years later, and I knew how many people adored her. I'd never really watched her show, but I knew I so many people adored adored her. Um, then she uh, owned a restaurant, I think, in in, yes. in the Philadelphia area Gigi's. with her. Yes, with her um, brother, I think, at the time, and kind of did some radio stuff. And so I knew. My point is, I knew she was in this area, like in the Philly area, but never. I think she dated Kyle in the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. She'll tell you better than me, but maybe even a year before I met her, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, so no, I really didn't even know who he was, that they were dating, you know, nothing, nothing like that. So it was, it was pretty wild. And Rob, you know, this is true. T-Bird, you know, this is true. Just because you're on something like Survivor doesn't mean you're going to be good friends at all. If anything, you, you might end up as enemies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows, honestly? So, uh, so just because of that didn't mean I had this kindred spirit that I was, I was crazy about you know uh mm-hmm. and she probably felt the same about me so no the second we met we beyond hit it off and man she is a, such a crack up yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah that's really really crazy well y'all seem to share a lot of things in common i mean you both work out things your child your families are real important to you your children um entrepreneurs it looks like yes. you know you both are if it is busy as you are with everything else, you're taking on taking on more stuff. Well, I'd say that's true. And so in in again in the baseball world, you either are the type that and it's fine either way, but you're or and probably in any pro athlete's life, you're the type that follows them around everywhere and, and that and that is your life, you know, because that's how you're gonna keep your relationship together. Or you're somebody that's like, hey, you go do your thing, I'll go do my thing. And Steph and I are more like that. We're more like, hey, go do your thing. I'll, I'll meet up with you in Miami or wherever. You know what? I'm, I'm definitely going to do my thing. And my thing is usually obviously working, definitely raising kids. Um, but I really enjoy my family and friends. So, And she's the same way. Her and I host all the time. We were laughing, I think, one time in like 
2012, 2013, we were adding up all the days somebody had not stayed in our home, like actually wasn't staying with us. Mm -hmm. And mine was like nine days the whole year. And hers was like five. (laughs) So her and I clearly really enjoy having a lot of people around us. So, so we do have a lot, a lot um, in common. She's actually going to be part um, building this health app right now, but she's going to be uh, the main um, postpartum uh, pregnancy girl on the health app. So, so we even get to do a, a company together to some yeah. extent. What kind of app are you working on? It, it is a health app, but I know before everybody rolls their eyes, um, <laughs> <laughs> especially with COVID right now, um, it is, but that's, but it's, but it's so much more. My, my mom and my father-in-law both had, um, stage four cancer mm-hmm. and unfortunately my father-in-law passed away, but my mom did survive. Um, and in both cases, there, there wasn't a lot of hope, you know, it's, it's, I don't know if you guys have had people with cancer cl- very close to you, even stage three, it, it's, it's kind of iffy sometimes. So, um, and they definitely are not telling you how to work out and they're not telling you how to eat properly. And they're not telling you, here's some other, you know, uh, second opinions and on and on and on. They're really not. And I'm not sure they're allowed to, but, but they don't. So I was like, you know, I just, and now your caretaker, right, is now left to scour the internet looking for all these answers. I was like, this is insane. This is insane that, that I have two, you know, two basic parents in the same situation. And I'm doing the same thing. So isn't, isn't there something out there? So that's what got me to thinking about uh, this health app of, wouldn't it be awesome if we could go to this app and you put in whatever stage cancer you have, whatever type you have. And it says right there and certified by doctors, PTs, nurses, the whole, the gamut, the dietitians. Yep. This is what you're allowed to eat. This is what you're, how you're allowed to work out. Um, here's, here's other medical sources validated. They're all, everything has been, you know, accredited and everything like that. And then that got me thinking, wow, why stop at cancer? So we built 27 other platforms. Wow. So, yeah. So I've been working on it for like two and a half years. Um, and it should be done by January. So, um, but it's, it's, it's pretty awesome in that way. Not, not in, I mean, it's, it'll just be awesome, an awesome tool for how many people, you know, really need that kind of help. That's amazing. That's amazing. I don't know how there's enough hours in the day for you. Heidi. I do not sleep. Really everybody does. asks, everybody really does ask. And I do say, I'm not, I'm very transparent. I don't try to, I'm telling you T-Bird, if, if somebody's like, oh, I bet you do this, or I bet, I bet you have a secret, I don't know, a chef and all. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. First off, I love having people around me. Come on over, come on over to my house and I'm going to show you how I do it. And you're going to see me sleep maybe two to four hours a night. And really? you're going to walk yeah, and you are going to walk out of my house, and you're going to go, Gosh. and that's how she does it. So I, there's no like people want you to say they really want you to say you have some little I don't know these magic little people working behind mm-hmm. <laughs> behind the scenes. Um, that's not true. Don't get me wrong. I have an excellent excellent nanny that comes and helps me because I work. Um, I have an excellent supportive team of friends and and neighbors. That these things are all true. Uh, but if you want to do as much as I get done in a day, you really are, you cannot afford the luxury of sleep. I mean, you, you really can't, it won't, it won't get done. That's, that's actually just it. It won't get done. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I love to sleep, but I think, you know, after five kids, I, I haven't slept in a decade. <laughs> so, you know, it's true, right? Yeah. So why, <laughs> why not just use all that time to work and, and, and create something at night? And that's what I do. I work, I work a lot of nights. Yeah. Heidi, I'm just thinking, You've accomplished so much, not that just you're, you know, five children raising five young, young children, 
What are you most proud of? What is the accomplishment up to this point that you're most proud of? That's, that's, I mean, it's such a great question. And I don't think we often stop <laughs> long enough to evaluate that, but I've had to for how sick I've gotten throughout my, throughout my life. Um, getting really, really, really sick and seeing others around you pass away, I think makes you evaluate very quickly and, and critically, right? You, you, you know, this, this life is very short-lived. So what, it, what am I going to do about it? I always tell people, don't be, don't be a backseat driver of your own life. Please, God, don't. You know, live out everything God gave you and that you want to do. That's, that's a lot of high energy. A lot of people, that, that exhausts them, you know? So I'll have people around me, Stephanie included. And she'll be like, oh, my God, I'm just worn out being around you. <laughs> so I think that you kind of have to have somewhat of that personality. But back to your point, T-Bird, to stop and think about, okay, if I've accomplished this, what do I want to do with it? And is it something that will make me not just proud, but I've got other people watching this, such as five children. So I think if, you know, in, in the nonprofit way, of course, I'm wildly proud, of, not of myself about the nonprofit we've built, but oh my gosh, of the, the landowners that have had to give up their land for, we own, a, we, we own and operate a very large school in Africa. But, you know, the pride in me comes from the people, that, that, that they were willing to give up their land to have a school for these kids. It's those kinds of things are your proudest moments. So uh, you guys know, even with your kids. Your proudest moment usually isn't you being a parent. It's watching your kid get the the home run of the game. It's watching your kid come home with a, a you know a report card that had an A they never thought they'd get. So it's it's really not uh, about you. It's about watching these things happen around you. So if if I had to name something just about me, because I usually don't put me first, and I, I don't think a lot of us do. Um, it would probably be building the publishing company um, that I have in Nashville. Because that was not about anybody else. That wasn't about a kid or helping somebody or my whole life revolves around help, helping others. It really does, actually. So it was the only time in my whole life I was like, you know, what do I want to do? What do I want to do with my life? And at the time, I was just writing songs. I don't know how that even led to one thing leads to another. But it did lead to me owning a publishing company. And, and within a very short amount of time, we... We are getting number one songs on the radio. I mean, so you're like, wow, something just for me led mm -hmm. to a great success. And that is kind of prideful of just me. The other things, not so much. Heidi, can you, Heidi, can you tell the story of how uh, <laughs> you and Cole ended up uh, meeting? Because it is uh, very, it's like a, like a storybook uh, fairy tale story. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And here we go with Survivor. <laughs> so, But it all ties back. Oh no, it does. It does. Yeah. So everybody listening to any kind of my trauma moments from Survivor, this is absolutely a redeeming one. So, so I think that that's, I think that's great because people go, oh my gosh, well, do you regret doing Survivor? And I always say, absolutely not. Never, never in a gazillion years would I regret it because look at all the things that have happened because of it. So um, at the end of Survivor, what Jen and I did quite a few things after Survivor, but uh, one of the things that was offered to me was, um, could I throw out a first pitch at at these at different ballparks? Some are major leagues, some are minor leagues, some are, yeah, who knows where. And, you know, at the time, at the time, I really wanted to go to med school. So I was like, okay, this is perfect. I'm going to save up all this money and I'm going to be able to pay for medical school. So 
this is this is my whole thing. Just just save money as much as possible. So yeah, heck yeah, I'll do it. I'll throw out a first pitch. Um, I also love baseball, so so mm-hmm. it really was a, a good fit for me. Um, and it was thirty teams, and the very last team was the Phillies. And I honestly can't remember what happened with the major league ballpark I was supposed to throw. I, I, my point is, it, it got rained out. I don't, can't remember if it was a hurricane or something. Something weather related happened. They said, "Hey, will you go to our Clearwater?" Um, stadium instead. I don't care. I mean, I'm getting paid, so what do I care? So I go to, it's the very last one I'm doing. It's it's number 30, and I go to Clearwater, and you, the, the drill is you throw out a first pitch, and then you um, you sit at the top of the stadium, wherever, Rob, and, and you know how it is, but then, then the line forms of the Survivor fans, and back then, what was it, 40 million people had watched our show. I don't know. Um, it, it was, it was a lot. I think the season finale was 45 million. So a lot of people do know who you are. And in that space, in the athletic space, a lot of people do go to games like that. So most of the time you are signing autographs for over four hours at every baseball game. Um, so this was one of those games and Cole saw me signing autographs and gets in my autograph line. And, uh, you know, you guys know. You know what a Survivor fan looks like, and you know what one doesn't look like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it doesn't mean good-looking or, or not, but there's a very specific type of person that is obsessed with Survivor. It's usually, you know, teachers, firefighters, kids. Um, you know, I, the list could go on and on, but but 20-year-old men were not in that category, usually. Yeah. <laughs> not a lot of minor league baseball players uh, that we hear from in the feedback no. of uh, Rob as a podcast. <laughs> No, not not so much, right? So mm-hmm. so here here we go, and you just know. So this yes, this very this very cute boy's in my line, and and I do say to him, I'm like, I'm sorry, there's just no way you are a Survivor fan, and he and he does say, no, I'm a, I'm a you fan, and I was like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> you know, would you like to go on a date with me? I'm like, I'm so sorry, I don't live here, you know, no. But the people that were watching me vouched for him so much. They're like, he's the kindest person, Heidi. Please, please go on a date with him. Yeah. And so I, I do say, hey, I'm, I, I just, I, li- I, mo- I lived in LA at the time. I'm moving to Missouri, back to Missouri to go to go to this med school I wanted to go to. I, uh, you know, I'm moving back to Missouri, and unless you, you can fly out to Missouri and take me on a date. Mm-hmm. And two weeks later, two weeks later, he flies out to Missouri and takes me on a date. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, that's how we met. I know. And and, and being 20, you know, 20 years old, he wasn't even 21. So to do that as a 20 year old kid is, is ballsy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I like him already. You were, uh, you you were older. Oh gosh. Yeah. I didn't realize that either, Rob. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) He wasn't about ready to tell me that information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, you remember I never drank. I, I I didn't drink. So so you know drinking wasn't a thing. I wouldn't have been able to gauge his age off of drinking. I didn't drink. Yeah. So so it never came up. It literally never came up. I think we were dating for, gosh, at least six months before I knew he was younger mm-hmm. than me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! And yes, when he told me, yes, I freaked out. <laughs> so Heidi, once you started dating, was that it? Did y'all ever? Did you date oh, yeah. other people or did you just oh, both no, have you no, know no, that that, fir- that first date, uh, that very first date, he said, he goes, you're the girl I'm going to marry. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yep. 
I, I did say, yeah, I believe you. Yeah. And what, <laughs> I did say that. What year was that, Heidi? 2005, 2006? I, gosh, uh, now you're going to make me think here. He's going he's gonna to know the exact date. We got married in 2006. He's going to know the exact date, Robin. Here I am. Like, uh, yeah. I think August. Heidi, Heidi, I know the exact date. December 31st. Didn't you get married December 31st, 2006? (laughs) Yeah, that's the wedding. That's the wedding. That's that's the wedding. But the dating, I want to say August of maybe 2003, 2004. He he really would know. It was 2003 or 2004. Yeah. It was 2004. Yeah. Okay, there. It was 2004. Okay, so August of 2004. Boom. Yeah. Look at you guys. Look at you guys. There we go. We'll figure it out. Well, we'll see. Here we are figuring out the world's problems. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's uh, really a wild story. That's a great. That's a wonderful story. So, Heidi, this is what I'm interested. There's God. There's, I've got so many things I want to ask you about, but I want to ask you about um, Survivor when you started playing because I noticed you mentioned about being from Missouri that you moved back to Missouri. So I'm wondering. I see that you had another. Another player on uh, Survivor Amazon, Janet from Missouri. Now, of course, she was the first yes. one y'all voted out. Did y'all not like get together and say, hey, how many people have played Survivor from Missouri? Should we form a bond or something? And bam, there she, she goes. She's gone. I I couldn't believe it, first off, that she was. And I, of course, I thought this gonna this is going to be awesome. She's going to know you know, all the stuff I do. I'm from Southern Missouri and very, I mean, it's in the best way. Very few people are from Southern Missouri. It's like meeting people from Arkansas and Oklahoma. You don't, you don't meet many of them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm from Southern Missouri, which, which is in all fairness, vastly different from, from Northern Missouri. You know, if you said I'm from St. Louis or when you say I'm from Missouri, people say, Oh, St. Louis. And, and it's drastically different. Like Branson, Missouri is nothing like that. Um, so, so she was raised, you know, more, more Northern Missouri and, and, and wasn't raised on a farm or any of those things, but Janet was about as sweet and kind as it gets and begged really, truly begged to get off that show. She, she did not, it wasn't, I'm telling you, she was, she is still one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my life. Actually, Mm -hmm. she did not have any. No, no. Once she was there, she and she kept saying, "This is this is over my head. This is too much. This is too much." I did not know it was going to be like this. I did not know it was going to be this tough. I didn't know we'd really starve. Um, I don't blame her. I didn't know those things. I think we were all freaked out. I'll be honest. I think most of us were pretty freaked out. Yeah. Yeah, but Heidi, you've never seen it. You've never seen no the shows before. I wonder if Janet never seen them either. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe Mark Burnett called Janet too. <laughs> <laughs> Heidi, one of the big uh, controversies from Survivor the Amazon was going back to your camp at Jabaru that many fans still to this day wonder, how did the granola bar rapper get into the Jabaru camp? Wow. Did, did you have any thoughts on this over the years? I have not thought of that moment ever. I, I, I wish I had had because now you're giving me new things to think about. Um, and I love, I actually love thinking. I'm such a thinker. So now, thank you for that, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> um, I still, to this day, don't, I, I don't know. I, at first, and I mean it, I would 
not just me, I think anybody would have fessed up by now, I think. I mm-hmm. mean, I haven't thought about that moment never, but no, one, I was had nothing to do with it. I didn't even know it was going on, like yeah. usual, actually. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, now what's happening? I thought that one of the camera people put it there. Just because of everybody's reaction to it, it was so odd and oddly timed and oddly found mm-hmm. that it was like, that that's weird. I mean, it really was. It was, it was almost too coincidental. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you know, I I think, I think you genuinely know when somebody's lying or telling the truth or, or the reaction, just the reaction to it. But then who knows some people that are doing something in the wrong overly react like it wasn't them. Yeah. So it's so hard to say. I thought, okay, well maybe the camera people did it there to put or the crew put it there to, to create a controversy, right? Like to divide us, to, to point fingers to all these things. I mean, actually it was my first thought, Mm -hmm. but then as time as time went on, I think through the camp, well, then I also thought, and I mean this in the best way, but, uh, you know, Chrissy was, was deaf, is deaf. And, and maybe she didn't understand all the rules of the game because there were so many things that, that were not explained to her. She didn't have an interpreter there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't even imagine being put in her shoes, in all fairness, not even having interpreted. Did she know? Did she know we couldn't bring food or Mm -hmm. water? You know what I'm trying to say? She wouldn't have done it uh, on purpose. And Heidi, but weren't y'all, I mean, for Africa, just the third season, and I don't know if it had anything to do with the beef jerky with Kel, but (laughs) we were searched. We were searched every single place, our bags, our person yep everything yep surely season six y'all were as well that's why it's a mystery t-bird we don't know that's so that's okay thank you this goes back to my first hunch was it was planted i i I still firmly believe that i'm just saying if there was another way if there was another way yeah i don't think it was done on purpose i think it was i think it was just an honest mistake like lost in translation I don't think that the show would have planted it. I, I mean, it is possible that like somebody, know. like somebody on the crew dropped it. Dropped uh, it. I, I could, dropped I could it. see exactly. that more than um, that it was planted. Yes. I, yes. Yeah. I mean, there was I, so much going know. on that I don't think they would need to sort of like uh, try <laughs> to is. make that sort of drama <laughs> unfold. I, you know, I never know. Our, our remember our maze. Our maze also had the hole in it. That um that let water in it the whole time, so mold was in it like by day oh, two. Oh yeah, yeah, you, so, so, yeah. The, the 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 manioc, yes, yes, yes. So at the same time, you're thinking of all these things. Like, okay, well, if you didn't want us to starve, you also would have lined it with like I would have lined that with something so that water couldn't have gotten into it. So now we are starving to death. Mm-hmm. So these are the things you are thinking of while you're playing. It's like okay, these things probably, and I mean it because I think we're playing a game. These pl- things probably have been planted. They probably already thought of all this stuff of how of you know how are we going to react how are we going to form as a team are we going to overcome um something like this is it going to bond us more so i i'm always thinking like that like okay what's next what are we supposed to be prepared for how are we supposed to think how are we supposed to react again because i am such a i mean i really do enjoy thinking a lot i probably have over overthought this or overanalyzed until i totally forgot about the granola bar thing though mm-hmm. um I don't know. That is really, really interesting, though. I would love, love. I, and by the way, with all those cameras on us, how was it not picked up? Yeah. That's another interesting question. Yeah. Right? All good questions. I mean, 
You know what? The editing gods definitely know. They just aren't, they aren't saying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Heidi, so I'm interested to ask you something that, that Jenna had said and get your opinion on it. It was actually Christy Smith. You mentioned Christy, who, again, made it to day 33, which I think is quite, quite remarkable. But it is. Christy had wanted an, ex- she wanted an explanation from Jenna because I think Jenna had made a comment that she was felt that she was handicapped because she was beautiful. And of course you can see why Christy, this may have gotten Christy's attention. So I'm asking you, I mean, I think Jenna said she felt judged sometimes because, you know, maybe people thought she wasn't as smart or as strong because she was a swimsuit model. So right. have you ever thought, because you are a beautiful, beautiful woman, very fit. Uh. Have you ever felt that your beauty was a handicap? Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Are you laughing, Rob? <laughs> I, I'm, la- I'm laughing because that, um, you know, I, I also, Heidi, occasionally, you know, a lot of people are on, you know, during this time of quarantine, go back and they watch the old seasons and they and, and they say something about like, hey, when you, Rob, uh, I just watched the season and you said blah, 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 blah. Uh, like, uh, and I'm like, well, look, for, okay, this it was 20 years ago. I was 24. Like I said, so I, exactly. I said something dumb and... Uh, you know, that's, that's, you know, like, look, we're also not fed. It's, uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. And and honestly, even when I am fed, I definitely say things that are, that are completely backwards all the time. Um, and it's because my mind is racing all the time. Mm -hmm. Like my, my mind is literally 20 steps ahead of even my mouth. So a lot of things do come out that I'm like, oh my gosh, that's not what I meant. Or maybe I did. Let me rethink that. There's so many times you guys know if the camera is on you 24 seven, you're going to say something just so stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just are. You, you really, really are. But, but in that case, yeah, I, I, I don't think, I don't think I was there for for Jenna saying that, and and it and it probably showed that, and I can see. I how. think it was at a tri- I think it was at a tribal council. I think that okay, that was, okay. um, uh, if I remember the the clip correctly, T Bird, right? I'm not exactly sure where yeah. I saw it, but I just thought it was interesting that Christy of all people, because even Heidi said, I don't even know how Christy got. I mean, she got to day 33, you know, I with having, agreed. you know, with being hard of hearing. So. You know, I just thought, what a great question for somebody like Christy to ask. And I just wanted to know if, if what Heidi I think, thought about I think I think it was twofold. I, you know, yeah, I think I think your your question is is is, you know, you're you're kind of screwed no matter what you say if if uh, into to some level. But, you know, for for Christy, one, she she can read lips really well. Mm-hmm. And then when the guys uh, not <laughs> when the guys were growing out their beards because they couldn't shave. Well, she lost the ability of reading their lips mm-hmm. because their beards were covering up their mouth. So you would wow. have to. It's a good point. Yes. Yeah. yes so you would have to. And yeah. it gets dark at six o'clock at night. Yes. Yes. So she couldn't read in the dark. She couldn't read lips in the dark. So you'd be by the fireplace to see if she, if she could, you know, make sure she could read. So you have to think, okay, now we're in a game. Now we are surviving. Now you are hungry. You haven't slept. And some, and I'm not saying always, but some of your moral code goes out the window of, look, I'm just trying to survive here too. So for me to stop every single five minutes or 10 minutes and turn to you so you can see not just my face, but hey, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Did you hear what the group just said? In our normal lives, of course, I hope, I hope most of us would be that empathetic. 
But when you're in a game and and you're doing it 24-7, I mean, it is difficult. It is very difficult to make sure somebody can constantly hear, see myself included, by the way. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when everybody's talking, you can't hear all these voices. And in the dark, you can't see. I mean, so she, she, uh, I, I do, I still to this day don't know how she did it. I, I really, I really don't. So I think that there's, and maybe she would say it differently, but I think there are back then, you do have some grudges about that. Like, okay, so everybody else is getting to hear and see what, what's going on and, and I'm not, you know, and why aren't you guys paying more attention to that more attention to me and my needs? Because that in her daily life, People are making sure she can, you know, understand what they're saying. So that just would have been so, so, so tough to put yourself in that situation. I mean, that takes serious, serious guts to do that. So I think that's one side of the coin. And then the other side of the coin is, of course, when you are attractive like Jenna, that people automatically assume things about you that are not necessarily true. And most of the time, in my experience, are, are not true at all. Um. So, yes, now where I find myself in that boat is in business. And it's not because I'm attractive or anything like that. It's actually just because I'm a woman. And I mean that in the nicest way. I am not a, a feminist or I, I love men. I I'm <laughs> definitely love men. I, they're some of my very best friends. But you will find many times in a business setting that if it is said by my counterparts that are men, um, or by my husband, it is taken way seriously, way more seriously than if I had said it. And so then I really, I started looking into that. Okay, well, let's not, that's, let's not play the blame game. Let's, let's look into that. Let me educate myself more about that. Maybe there's a different vocabulary I should be using in, in business meetings for, for these people, you know, to be more assertive. So I think it's constantly educating myself. Um, I'll take the ownership of that, that I'm not being taken as seriously as my male counterpart. So I will take the ownership of that. And what does that look like? I have gotten better at it. I definitely have because I'm, I'm really try to educate myself on it. But the other side is, you know, it's still very re- relevant right now is that I understand where people are coming from a lot, a lot of times. And by the way, I'll flip the coin and put myself in the male's person's shoes and a lot of times they're not allowed to show human emotion. So when they are getting upset in a business meeting and maybe one of the women are uh, crying and being upset about, you know, being having hurt feelings, men aren't allowed to do that. So I, you know, I see it from all sides. I really try to, but if we're just talking about my point of view, you know, I, I do get it in business meetings where, you know, something pretty serious and pretty heavy has to be figured out. And, uh, if, if, if one of my male counterparts says it, it's, 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 I hate to say, it, but it's almost like God has spoken. <laughs> well, Heidi, you make a, uh, a lot of really good points uh, about this. And it's something that I know you're not watching the modern seasons of Survivor, but it's certainly something that we talk a lot about in terms of uh, the world of Survivor, where there are a lot of tribes where, you know, uh, the men are sort of like more, a little more able to be able to like give their opinions on matters and yes. like uh, come up with the plans. And uh, yes. a lot of times that if a woman ends up uh, suggesting something, uh, she's considered bossy or That's ends right. up being a target or uh, at the end of the game uh, that this was a big part of the last season of that there was a lot of discussion about, you know, how the jury views uh, moves that get made by men versus moves that get made by women. Wow. So wow. It, it, it is, uh, you know, a uh, very, you know, topical and relevant in the world of survivor too I, I love that i mean i do love that because i'm i'm having the same things in a in a 
you know, many, many business meetings. And don't get me wrong, I have plenty of men, plenty of men, especially the men I own my companies with, that respect me and my word is just as good as theirs. It, it definitely is. But I would agree that there's also been plenty of times um, that, that, that it's not. And you are right. You are looked at a different way, bossy, assertive. And, you know, for women, T-Bird, you know, for women, we're, we're trying to balance it all. How do I be how do I be assertive enough, but not a bitch, right? How do I be motherly enough, but, but not Mother Teresa, or, you know, or I always call it Snow White. <laughs> how do I be motherly enough, but not Snow White, where you're just, you know, you're doting over somebody 24-7. Um, you know, it's just this constant balance women are trying to do. And I think giving it back to men, too, I think they're finding themselves more in a balancing role of how do I become successful in whatever their version of success is, but still be a great dad? How do I get home to be at all those games for, for my kids or whatever their, their sport and activity is? Um, how, have I, how are my emotions just as valid as a woman's? So I, and I have boys, I have boys, so I'm really sensitive to this. I'm always telling them it's okay to have feelings. I need you to cry. I need you to come to me and say, I'm hurting because of fill in the blank. So I think these are valuable lessons we need to start teaching our children. I tell my girls all the time, speak your mind, speak your mind, whatever it is, but you don't have to say it in a tone that's, that's angry. Speak your mind and make sure it's respectful to everybody in the group. So these are the things, right, that, hey, if I'm, if I'm being put in a situation all the time, then me as a parent needs to start doing this with my own children. Heidi, so let me ask you to correct me on this, but I love the topic and where we're going with this. You are a country music songwriter. Have you noticed this? Because I think it seems like from female songwriters, it seems like it's been a male-dominated field. Have you felt this, you know, with being a songwriter now, the difference it, between it, it male is, and females? And it is, and I'm, and I've... As much as, as much as I love writing songs, as much as I really do, but I'm, I've moved over to publishing even more, which is, which is the ownership, right, of, of, of these songs. And, and so now I'm in kind of a different role, so to speak, of who am I going to sign? You know, who, who do I think is going to have the next number one? I mean, that's how you have to look at it. And so, because that's, that's the name of the game. So, so most of it is men. Most of the, gosh, all the top writers, all of them are men. So then if you're going to say, okay, well, I'm going to bet on somebody. Well, I'm already, I'm a female owned and operated company, but I'm going to bet on this guy because he's the best right now. Right now, he's the best. Now, when we look at singers, right, the actual entertainer and, and the women are struggling with, with the men. I only know this from other people that I, that I work with and, Mm -hmm. and, and in the company, um, that we, that we work in, um, in the field that we work in, uh, is okay. So I'm going to have, uh, a, a male and a female, let's put them side by side. And I'm just telling you the way it's been explained to me. This isn't, this is, I actually have, uh, equal amounts of male and female. So it's not true for my company, um, in the entertainment space. It's not true. So, but in other people, it is true. I'm going to put them side by side and the male is usually going to kill themselves, do anything and everything it takes, right? Be on the road 24 seven. The female is going to kill themselves and do everything it takes and be on the road 24 seven. And what's probably going to happen to the male versus the female? The female is probably going to get married first. 
and the female is probably going to have a baby first and the female is probably going to want to have a family first and not go on the road anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's some other family ties here that, that these companies are considering of. You have to think you usually don't get your investment back until 10 years most of the time with these artists. So if that's true and I'm signing you at 22, the chances of you going off the road by 32 are high if you're a female. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying there's other things that play into this. It doesn't mean those women shouldn't be been, uh, given equal opportunity. They should. They will They will bust their ass just as hard as a man. Some, uh, you guys know most of the time, <laughs> more so. Um, but, but there are some other things that females are asking for more than the male counterparts. Now, if we, again, if we reverse this paradigm, reverse this conversation, men probably should start asking for more family time. And then it would change some of the conversation as well. It would change some of the dynamic as well. Um, so it is really, really interesting. But uh, some awesome female artists are up and coming. Uh, another female artist hit number one, what, a couple couple weeks ago um, with a great song. Um, so it's been awesome to see that. Carly Pierce just hit number one this week. So we are starting to see some females really, you know, really take it on. But I will say from the company's point of view, you can see why they're they're willing to bet more on on the guys in a lot of ways. Heidi, do you have a uh, one particular uh, memory from Survivor that you're most fond of? <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, you know, it's probably going to say I don't know. It probably seems cliche, but. In life, it's all the little moments. It's really not this big, grandiose thing that happened that you're like, oh, wow, that was awesome. I don't know why, but I always go back to us just us being a group where where we really weren't having to take sides. I mm-hmm. think it was a break from the game for a minute. And we were just trying to think of how to spend our days. Like, yeah. you know, you know, so I always had chronic sciatica um, before before this. And not one day, not one day in that game did I ever, ever have sciatica, ever. Yeah. So, and I think what I'm saying is there was a different stress that got relieved from me. And we were just trying to figure out how to play a game with sticks and rocks, mm-hmm. you know, and making up new stuff with sticks and rocks. And, and what are the, what were the, what were the nuts? The Bob, Bobasu nuts? The Bobasu, yeah. Bobasu. Thanks, Rob. You, I was going to say, you'll know better than me. Yes. Um, You know. And and making up that game of okay, who's going to get the worm? <laughs> I mean, it's, mm-hmm. You know, just I hate to say, it sounds so so innocent slash um, maybe mildly stupid, but uh, it really wasn't something that I was like, oh my gosh, remember when that happened? I think it was all these little moments that added up to being around actually amazing people, getting little insights into their real life, not us playing a game, mm-hmm. but like, oh wow, I didn't know that's. That's what was going on with you. Thanks. Thank you for sharing that with me. You know, that's pretty special. And I'm getting to see why you really got picked for this show. And you're, you're, you're allowing me to see that right now. So I think those are all the little moments I kind of hang on to. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The most fun was like the first half of the merge, like basically like from when we merged until uh, when Dina got voted out that that was like uh, probably like uh, probably probably I I guess uh, nine days, uh, basically like through Roger, through Dave. And then ultimately, by the time 
that uh, Dina got voted out. And, you know, I, I, re- I remember like the day like it all it was that Alex and Jenna were off on a reward and you and I were with <laughs> Dina and Christy and Dina started talking about how, hey, uh, like, I think uh, we got to make the move on Alex and yep. I was like, oh, this is not a, this is not going to go great. This is not going to go great. And then you you talked to Jenna and I could see I could see the whole thing was unraveling at that point. Yes, I, I would completely agree with you. And and you are right. Those were some of the best days. And in in all those days, I would I would take that. It wasn't a food challenge. I think food was just actually given to us like that picnic. Yeah, that was made. Emerged, that, yeah. OK, then that. Yeah, that would have been my favorite moment. for <laughs> sure. Just mm-hmm. well, probably one. I was being fed. Yeah. Um, but two, it was, it, again, it was a break from the game. It was just a break where you were like, okay, nobody's trying to strategize right now. We're just trying to eat. <laughs> right. Um, so I would agree that that was my favorite. That was actually my favorite part, but I would agree with you. I didn't think about voting out Alex until mm-hmm. Dina said it. And you could see there, there, that was one of the massive plays of that game. That was a massive, massive move of that game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was a big. It was a big deal, T Bird. Yeah, that one. That one kind of set the tone, I think, actually, for a lot of the rest. And little did Dina know that she would be. Was she next or soon? It was, or? Well, no, it was. It was an overreach on uh, yeah. Dina's part because then yeah. Yeah. Uh, once that that really t- you know turned the tide, where Dina wouldn't have got voted out next. But then you started talking to Jenna, and then uh, yeah. Alex yeah. Uh, was like, "Hey, uh, that's it. We got to vote out Dina." I was like, oh boy, this is really complicated. Yep, yep. and it was complicated because I was like, wow, if if we were supposed to be the group and yeah. she's willing to turn on the group this early, mm-hmm. well, we, we got to get her out. Yeah. Yes. And, but then had you seen it, uh, like you said, unravel from there, you know, I think it would have been a little more calculated. But see, regardless, she would have wanted Alex out. Mm-hmm. So one way or the other, it was, it was, it's what shifted. It's what shifted yeah. everything was, was, was Dina saying something and not, not that she shouldn't have, mm-hmm. but, um, that, that was definitely the shift. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, looking back and Dina, what I thought was, uh, an incredible player also, I think that uh, what she yes. should have done was I think had some sort of like one-on-ones about that instead of pitching. Like that's one of the things about Survivor where you, if you have a big idea for something that's really <laughs> radical, like don't pitch it in a group. I think that you want to sort of like have those like one-on-one suggestions where, uh, you know, if, if Dina says to you one-on-one, what do you think about uh voting at alex uh you can say like uh i don't know that's kind of crazy but in a group it's harder to sort of like push back on a bad idea it's it's funny you say that so before because i knew i was getting voted out but before i got voted out i told butch and christy that they were next yeah i said i and i did i went to them individually and i said i just need you to know you guys are next yeah you're it yeah you're it they didn't believe me they did not believe me and they both after the show were like i I like I would have given anything to to <laughs> like I should have believed you because my point was okay well I know you two are next so why don't you guys vote with me mm-hmm. why, you guys are going to get voted out you are going to get voted out as soon as I'm voted out that's what's going to happen they were so convinced Jenna was going to be next right mm-hmm. and then and then I said okay and then what then it's going to be between Matt Rob uh, Christine Butch then what. You know, what, what's yeah. your master plan after that? They didn't have one. Yeah. They really just didn't have one. So that's where I couldn't wrap my mind around that. It's like, hey, just come over with me and Jenna. We'll get rid of everybody else, which was really just you and Matt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and then, right, then they're Heidi, then what? And I said, because, and I, and I would have held, I would have held on to it. Jenna, I think would have, I haven't asked her, but I said, I, 
I, I swear I'll, I'll actually ask if, if you hold on to all that, I, I will vote however you guys need me to vote mm-hmm. because you did, because you believed in me enough. Yes. And, and, and I will gladly give you, even, even if my vote was Jenna, even if my vote was Jenna right. and, and I told Jenna the same thing. Hey, even if they, everybody decides it's me, then you guys need to make it me. Well, you did a really great job in that uh, in the vote ultimately where Christy is going to get voted out. Where that you uh, you really did a good job of giving her a lot to uh, think, think about, about. Where that yep. you know my my pitch to her was after we voted out Alex was okay. Well, I'll vote out Jenna, vote out Heidi, and then and then we'll go to the final four. And you were really pushing, yeah, but Christy, come with us. You'll go to the final three. Yeah. Um, and, and she would have. She, she would She was like, well. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, she, she went would've. back and forth on, uh, <laughs> but but you needed to get past three. It would have been a three-three yep. tie. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so potentially we go to some sort of a tiebreaker, which is like drawing the rocks. And I don't know if she necessarily yep. wanted to do that. And I think she, it was also important to Christy. I think she wanted to be the last woman left, that that was like an yep. important thing for yep. her. And, you know, we were sort of saying, like, hey, come with us. It's Final Four. You don't know what's going to happen. You'll be the last woman standing. Yep. They were, you know, uh, you could say that you were, th- that you got uh, past Jenna and Heidi. And, uh, but you guys, you were making a very compelling offer to her. And I think you really were in her head to the point where um, she really was going back and forth. She couldn't make up her mind what she wanted to do. Well, because I kept, I, you're right, but I, you were I, very one, compelling. I, I would have helped because it was, because it was real, because yeah. it was honest. Because I said, come with Jen and I, and, and she did say that now, you're right. Now, three on three, I said, if you come with us, I'll get, I'll get Butcher Matt. I'll mm-hmm. get him. I'll get him to sway. Yeah. And she was like, I will. And I said, all you have to do is go with me. Just yeah. say Butcher Matt. I, I need your vote. They will. They will. I really think Matt might have. I mean, you don't know. You yeah. still don't know. Who know? You know what I mean? I said, so just do it this way. Trust me. You're again the final four. Don't you want to be the final three? I said, and by then, honestly, it, you guys can vote me out. Just because I gave you my word, mm-hmm. I gave you my word. You you can vote me out. Yeah, I, I I'll give you my word that that I will even ask everybody to do so. And then. T-Bird, what happened was that uh, I was having a nervous breakdown about what was going to happen. And then I finally I said, you. okay, well, what, what, what? And, it, and it just sort of came to me like, you know what? What if we just vote out Christy? What if we just vote out Christy? Yep. And I went, I went to Jenna and Heidi and I yep. said to them, hey, like, let's just, should we just vote out Christy? And they were like, okay, great. We love it. It was a great plan. Uh, <laughs> and, and I had to swear, but they didn't trust me. I had to swear to them that, yep. uh, that they were, that it was going to work. Yep. Yep. And do you remember? Yeah, because you- she she couldn't make up her mind. So so yes. Rob was torn. Rob was like, "Wait a minute, this could be the serious kink in my master plan. Is the- that it's going to be three on three? Yeah. And the unknowing of that three on three, I think, is what was killing Rob. <laughs> yeah. So so um, at least you knew you were still in control of the game by voting yeah. Christy. And out. we didn't really know what the tiebreaker was going to be and how that how that was going to work because it, mm-hmm. that really the way that it was going to uh, to work out where that we had seen like the the purple rock that had happened yep. in in Marquesas. But what was sort of unclear was that if it was a three three at the final six, if you guys put three votes on me and we put three votes on you, then it w- the way it would have worked is that if there's another tie. Then you, that the people that had the three votes would be immune. So had I known like exactly how that worked, I might have been like, oh, yeah. okay, well, it's going to be. Yeah, a, then I'll then I'll do this. Th- exactly, it, it'll be you know, um, you know, uh, and Jenna had immunity, so it'll be it'll be Butch and Christie and Matt that will be pulling a rock out of the bag. Yeah. 
uh, yep. which, uh, you know, it's sort of like, uh, who knows how that, how that would have gone. But uh, <laughs> yes, it was very tense, but you guys trusted me. Uh, I, we did. We did. I mean, one, like it could have gone three ways, right? We yeah. were either going to do the tie, which would have been three on three, and mm-hmm. the irony that it would have been the three girls against three boys. Um, and that is one thing we kept saying to Christy was, you know, we came in this way. Let's go out this way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just let's just hang on, hang on for dear life to each other here. Um. So, so that was one thing convincing her, you know, maybe I could, if we got her a hundred percent got her, I was pretty certain I could go to butcher Matt and convince them to come over. So I was like, okay, then I actually think we'll be good. You could tell she was completely conflicted about it. I knew you knew now it's going to be mm-hmm. three on three. And actually, again, for you to get control of the game again, if you vote out Christy, you already now know it's yeah. three against two. Hey, so if you, it if in you your guys favor, would have come to no me and what. said, hey, we got Christy. You want to vote out Butcher Matt? I might say, okay. <laughs> yeah, but Christy wouldn't have lied to you. And she would have said, I ha- I'm undecided because she was undecided yeah. until that moment. But if you guys said to me, hey, let's vote out Butch tonight. Um and, and Christy is on board. I, I would I think I would have probably would have said, okay, let me think about that because then maybe maybe that Matt and Christy would go back with me the next time. <laughs> well, this, Who knows? This part's true. This part's true. Who knows? Either way, either way, it was a good it was a good power I, move. I just you, wanted no part of that three three. Yeah, I yeah. know, I know you didn't. So it was a good move for you to have control again of the game, which yeah. which it was the three on two. So yes, pretty funny though. <laughs> I, I feel pretty good that we're. I feel like we're getting some unfinished business cleared up right now. And yes. I'm really yes. glad about this. I think this is going to be a good thing. Yes. Hey, I, Rob, I've got to ask her. So tell me about you and Jenna had such an amazing relationship. And I also wanted to say, before I say that, let me say this. I think that's the interesting thing about new seasons, not returning seasons. When you play with new seasons, nobody knows each other. So Heidi, when you say, I told, um, I told Butch or I told Matt, I would give them my word and I would have not turned on that because that's how you are. That's how you play. But when you're playing with strangers, you really don't know. Can we trust Rob? I mean, he's saying he's given us his word. So I think that's the interesting part with new seasons where when you go back to people that have played a second, third, fourth time, you pretty much kind of know how they're going to play and if you can trust them. Yeah, but when you're playing the first time around with these people, you don't know. You you don't know when it's over. Like, oh yeah, I shouldn't have trusted him. Or That's I right. Trust her. That's so true. With Jenna, are you and Jenna? Are you and Jenna? Are you guys still friends? Do you stay in? Have you stayed in contact over the years with each other? We we had for we really had for a while. Um, especially when it was over, we did so many things mm-hmm. together. We got booked. We got booked for physically for so many things together. Um, that, that we were very, very close for a long time. And then our paths just kind of like, because we (laughs) quite literally live very, very, very different lives. Um, you know, our paths just really drifted apart. So, um, but I still, I mean, I think the, I think she's amazing and I think, you know, I wish her all the best. It's just our lives don't, our lives don't match up anymore, you know, which I think happens to a lot of people. Um, I think what Butch reaches out to us once a year kind of thing. (laughs) Yes. Alex reaches out to us once kind of year, maybe every other year. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard from Shauna in I don't even know no. how long. Yeah. Um, so Not I think that that's time. just what happens. But um, Dave Dave and I were really, really close um, for, for a really long time. And then he, he got in a horrible uh, surfing accident. Yeah. And really, that really took, took a turn on him um, in a lot of ways. So there's just a lot of Is things Is he doing okay? 
I don't, I really don't know. I would love to tell you, yes, yes he's doing great. Yeah. But I think, I think maybe he got, I'm, 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 I think, I think maybe he did get married or, mm-hmm. um, and this was even after the accident. So I mean, I, I'm hoping so, but I haven't heard from him since. So, uh, but yeah, there's just, there's a lot that goes on there, but T-Bird, you are right about the trust versus not trust. I, I could be wrong, but I think, I think there were a couple of us that definitely knew who to trust and, and who not to trust in, in our season, but I would have trusted Rob until he showed me a different hand. And I go into every relationship like that though. I would have trusted Dina until she showed me a different hand, you know? So, so once somebody shows you that hand. Now you are right, back to your point, if you're going to play another game with these people, well, you already know what they're capable of. So then you know that's probably how they're going to play the game again. So I can see that being a massive disadvantage. Rob, would you have given, if you had told Heidi, whatever you told her, even if y'all had gotten to the final three together or the final four together, would you have been true to your word? I mean, if I made a a deal with her, yeah, I think I I think I would have been the only time well, the he, only time that I w- uh, lied to Heidi and Jenna was when I voted out Alex, and, and it was because that he had said that he was going to go with them and and go with Jenna and Heidi instead of me when we got down to four, and that was really oh, uh, I, I mean, I kept my word on that we were going to vote out Christy. <laughs> So fifty percent of the time. <laughs> no, every other every other time yeah, we, yeah, we were yeah, on yeah, the same yeah. page. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I yes, that one yeah. with the Alex vote was was mind blowing. Yes, me. yes. To me, for whatever Heidi reason, was very mad I mean, that now, day. Oh, yes. I was. I was so. But I guess I was so. Wow. Oh my gosh. I just. Yeah, I think Jen and I both were. Mm-hmm. We were so blown yeah. away by that decision. And again, now is my older self and well-fed self um i'd have been like yeah i mean if you're gonna play this game that's again that's what you should have done mm-hmm. i mean that's you made you made the right move it's just so funny yeah. to me when you're when you're really in the thick of it you're, you're and you like, guys so, did, and you guys so didn't know up. everything that had uh transpired in terms of like what we had uh like uh my conversations with alex and, and i didn't everything. know yeah. no absolutely yeah. i don't think jenna did either need i don't think either of us knew your conversation with alex so it was double like equally as a shocking, mm-hmm. like I was like, wow, I didn't even know all this happened. Yes. But um, I also felt like that the, you know, on one side were the people who were the bigger threats to win also. And I was like, boy, uh, I like, I, I would love to sit at the end with, you know, Christy or, or, or Matt or Butch. I'm like, I feel, I yep. feel like, I feel like I'm coming in fourth place on the other side, but I feel like that, boy, I'd love to go to the end with any of those guys. Right, right, right. Now, no, no, yeah. you you definitely played it the right way. But yeah, I, I would agree. I think whatever you say, yeah, um, you know, is 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 how you're going to vote. I I remember telling people I vote them off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told Dave's like, really, how are you going to vote, Heidi? You might you might be my only vote tomorrow. And then I was like, you know what? Because I'd be your only vote, I would I would have been okay with it, right? Like yeah. I might be the only one that voted voted for just anybody random i just would have thrown a name and and just just because because i cared so much about him that i was like you know what this is interesting as a friend right like as a real friend i'm not supposed to put your name on that card but because i've already given my word to everybody else that i would then what do i do what's the right thing to do what's the right thing to do and i told him that i said i already you know i gave my word to to uh, so many people uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what to do here. That was very, that was probably the most conflicting vote I had. 
my vote wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wouldn't have mattered. I already knew he was getting voted off. So why not put any other name down? Mm-hmm. Except it would have showed all you guys that I could have been a traitor or who who threw out right. that other name right. or who did it, you know? So you're constantly thinking about stuff like that. Yeah. Heidi, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what you have going on on Instagram? I see that you have a ton of <laughs> workouts uh, for people. Well, this oh goes back. Oh, my gosh. She oh looks my. amazing. Yes. <laughs> oh, my, oh my okay, gosh. I just, I, I just it, need to I hang say, out with you, Heidi. T-Bird. <laughs> oh, my God. Heidi. So, and I love that your, your um, videos are very, let's see how do I say, they're slow. They're very deliberate. All your motions are very deliberate and you can follow them. And I told, I told you this, I was showing my 24 year old, which is funny. I was thinking you were 24 when you played and my daughter <laughs> Ellie's 24, but I said, Ellie, look at these. And I love that they're so slow and deliberate and you can really watch your stance and your form. Okay. I didn't mean to interrupt. I had to say that no. right to her. No, that's that's so that's so sweet. So this goes back. Thank you for that, by the way. This goes back to the um, health app that I'm building. The re- it's called Reality Check because we all need one. We all think we're all sitting here trying to be something we're not. We're all sitting here like, man, I wish I looked 20 years younger or whatever the thing is. And then we look up all these Instagram or Facebook people and they've all got filters slapped on them and they've all got, I don't know what mm-hmm. that slimming filter is that takes pounds off your body. I don't know because I don't use it. So I'm just sitting here like people need something real. And I'm not saying I'm it. I'm saying that this app is it. This app is real. It's um, okay. So if we're going to sell, uh, this is how to do workouts with somebody with cancer. The, the people we have are, really have cancer. The people we have really have high cholesterol. Uh, we've got a couple girls that, that aren't going to make it much longer because they have stage four. Um, we, we have the real deal is my point. That's the reality check. We're not all trying to look like a uh, uh, 18 to 24 year old on Instagram. Maybe we are, mm-hmm. but if, but you actually should try to be the best version of yourself. So that's why we came up with reality checks. So that's what these workouts are. You are right. They are very deliberate because again, I have a, I have a degree in exercise phys and that's the exact science behind working out. There's an ac- exact science to losing weight. It's, it's not complicated. People think it is, but it's not. So it's these very specific moves in a very specific way. And actually the most, not me, but some of the most shredded bodybuilders uh, will tell you the same thing. It's actually, you think, oh, uh, I'm just making up something, a squat and you pulse four times. Well, how long do you hold the pulse? Why four times? There's actually an exact science behind it. So it's, it's this whole thing that if you really know it, you, you can comprehend it, but you can make up very effective workouts for people. So that's what I love about it is getting all the feedback from people are like, I've already lost 20 pounds. I've already lost 30 pounds. I think, you know, 30 pounds. Well, are I you know. back on survivor, Heidi? <laughs> Not me, but the people that follow. Oh, me. the people that's what people yeah, are yeah, saying. Yeah. Okay. yeah. They'll say, Hey, I've already lost 30 pounds. Just following you. Thank yes, you for yes. showing me workouts. Cause like T bird said, they're in your home and I can really do them. These aren't supposed to be complicated. I mean, I can really do these and I'll laugh at myself all the time. Like, Hey guys, I tried this workout. It went, it went awful, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but they really are supposed to be things you can really do. You can really try. They're not supposed to be boring. You know, I try to mix it up, but, but there's a very specific science behind it. And, and that, that's really it. And, and what, what you eat, of course, what you eat is almost 80% of the battle. So, um, but yeah, I, I love doing it. It's free, right? It's free. It's on my Instagram. Okay, so check that out. Right, so Heidi, tell us your Instagram name. 
Uh, oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm off with this. Heidi underscore Hamels. Yes. Um, Hamels has one M and yeah. And, and they're on there. And, um, and I, I really, if you actually, not you guys, but whoever's listening, if you go on there, I actually do respond to just about every single person again, cause I don't sleep. I'll stay up till 4am <laughs> even responding to people. They'll be like, tell me what I should eat tomorrow. And I come up with a whole plan again for free, but I come up with a whole plan for them and this is how you should do it. And on and on and on. Um, but I really, I just, I love helping people and I love seeing that people get something good. You know, there's, yeah. there are some really good people left in the world. There really are. So I, I love seeing them love that and reflect that, you know, how, how horrible social media can be. And I will tell you, I have the opposite I have the opposite response. I have so many women and men on there, specifically women that are such champions and and motivators and cheerleaders and always pumping you up and always saying the kindest things. And it's like, wow, wow. I did not expect that. So I, I think that's been, I think it's been pretty awesome. Rob, I can tell you that what she's saying right now is 1000 million percent true because listen (laughs) to this. I had sent her, I sent her a message on Instagram. I just, I sent her one. And then literally within no time, it, I don't know what time it was, but it was like one or two in the morning. Yes. She answered me right back. She did. She yeah. answered me right T-Bird back. Might and not I was sleep like, either. okay, wow, that's, <laughs> this is true. Mm-hmm. Impressive. It's true. Yeah. So Heidi, Heidi, I got to ask Heidi this because I've seen, Heidi, I've seen your workout and you're going to be inundated with people now sending you messages on, you know, should I have this I, I ice cream it. tonight? Yeah, but, no, I love it though. I live for it. It's tell great. me about your tell me about your tell me about your nutrition program because you're feeding five kids. I mean, do you just I know the listeners are gonna say, especially once they look at your Instagram page and see how you look. Oh my gosh. Uh, what I love kind you. of nutritional habits do um, you have? We really we are more more of a paleo family. Um, but each one of our kids, like everybody probably listening, has some serious health stuff. Uh, we had a we have a child that had gut disease. We have another child. Um, uh, she's adopted, but she's African. But she um, she has very, very, very high cholesterol. Mm. Um, uh, just just naturally, there, there, there's nothing this child can do about it. She does work out. She she's always going to have high cholesterol. But as her mother, I can't just allow that. I can't just be like, oh yeah, just go eat what you want, you know. Um, so, so I do try to be one of those parents that's very cautious about what their kids eat and their family and myself, but we make all kinds of smoothies, um, for our morning, uh, meals. Um, I do this for lunches. This helped me a lot. So I hope anybody else is listening, helps them when you're making your kids lunch, when school starts back up again, maybe even your lunches now, um, we do, we do the color, the color game. And we do it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Now, if you're going to make a smoothie, forget about it. They've already got stuff in it. But we do the color game. So meaning like for breakfast, uh, did you eat three colors? For lunch, did you eat four? And for dinner, did you eat four? So you have to think of how many things are brown, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. it, no, no, that was still one color. So it's more fun for kids. It's more like, okay, and I'm telling you, if you play the color game, I, you get in most of your nutrients for the day. That way as a parent, I'm not saying don't eat that. You can't have that. It's okay that they put two or three brown things on their plate, but where's the other three colors? Mm-hmm. And they have to, and that's our rule too. You have to eat it. You actually have to eat it. So it's providing them with enough, enough colors. They like it. It's more fun. It's more in their control. And then after you know your children, which most of you parents really do, 
once you really know your kid and what they're going to eat, I make up a pretty strict meal plan. Like, okay, Monday, here are two choices or three choices for the grocery store, right? And same, same. I have a 21-day meal menu. And then it's, of course, it's laminated. I'm like the organizer (laughs) of the organizers. I'm type A all the way. And that way, when you go to the grocery store, you're not buying anything that you weren't going to use. It's literally like, no, this is the exact meal for the week. This this is the exact meals. I don't have to overthink it. I already know that's what people are going to eat. And then, of course, on Friday or Saturday, I, I really do let them, I, I pretty much let them eat what they want to eat because you don't want to have one of those kids or family in, myself included, that's like, oh, my God, I haven't had pizza in a year. You, you don't want that to happen either. So, um, and it is so funny to me that they get to eat what they want on Friday night and Saturday morning, their stomachs are killing them. They hate life. And my oldest, he's 10. He goes, he goes, I can't, I can't eat sugar like that. It makes me physically ill. And I'm not even the parent saying don't eat sugar. I'm just letting them kind of figure it out, you know, and don't get me wrong. We eat sugar, but, but Mm -hmm. you know, not, not a ton of it. Again, if you play the color game, it really reduces your, your sugar intake. Okay. So that's kind of my tip is play, play the color game. <laughs> All right. So Heidi, what will the ha- what color will the Hamels be having tomorrow night? Friday night. <laughs> tomorrow night's Friday night. What are we going to have on the menu tomorrow night? Friday night. Come on. Well, Friday night well, might, be, chicken, might be there. Will that uh, be on there? <laughs> it can be. It's what? It's brown. But you um, need other colors. It's not just one color per meal. Yeah, it's brown. It's brown. Yeah. So, the, okay. So there you go. That one's brown. Um, you could go with corn, which is yellow. Um, you can do with cucumbers that are green. Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's white okay. slash brown. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, yeah. And yellow. I, mashed potatoes would be, hey, Heidi, mashed potatoes would be white and yellow. That would be the butter that goes on top of the mashed potatoes. <laughs> well, this is true, too. This is true, too. I'm trying to throw all these colors okay. in. We, condiments don't count. <laughs> yes. Okay, can't get that red from the ketchup. No, I, no, the red isn't ketchup. Could you also just talk about the the work that you and Cole have uh, done with the Hamels Foundation? Because you guys have really accomplished some amazing stuff uh, mm-hmm. since you guys have formed the foundation. No, that's that, that's sweet that you even said that or that, that you've, you've mentioned that here. Um, I, you know, a lot of that happened from Survivor, too. Honestly, I think a lot of good happened from Survivor. Obviously, yes, meeting Cole. Um, but the Hamels Foundation was that too, because I got so sick in a, in a third world country and realized, oh my gosh, uh, you know, millions of other kids are, this is happening to. So what, what, how can I be part of a very broken system? How can I be part of it and give hope, right? That's always our word, hope. Because if you have hope, you guys both know you can make it, you can make it pretty dang far on some hope. So what, what, what does that look like? And my bra- background is education. So hope for us looks like education. And that's why our tagline is education is the answer because, because it really is. If you're, if you're educated or well-educated, you can figure stuff out. Um, uh, rape and, and, and all these things that are happening don't need to be your, your predicament if you're well-educated. So that, that's where this really started in Malawi, Africa. Um, I, I went to 17 different countries, third world countries, and Malawi was the only government at that point in time that was really willing to work with me saying, yes, we need a school system. What does that look like? Uh, how do we not make them pay for it? How much is it going to cost on our end? And when I tell you, this was like four years in the making at least, because it's very, as you guys can imagine, it is very complicated to get something started in a third world country and let alone ran efficiently and proficiently and, and by the book, 
Like, how do you know the government's not just going to take it over tomorrow? Mm -hmm. How do you know that weapons aren't going to be now a source for these kids? How do you, you know, there's just so many unknowns and you're, you don't live there. You, you don't know. So, so this was a big deal. This took a ton of research. I hired a phenomenal team to help me. And that was another part of it. Your team, your team is usually how things like this happen and, and are successful. Um, Exactly. Uh, Madonna had uh, was getting ready to put a school in the north. We were going to put a school in the south. And the team that she even hired, I mean, they literally took her money. So, so the school in the north really never took flight. Yeah. You know, so this is just an example of it doesn't, it doesn't matter about who you are and how much money you have. It matters about the team. So, so gosh, are we lucky that we had a great team. I mean, just awesome team. Uh, built built uh, an insane school. I mean, this school looks like something uh, from here in the United States. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. insane. It's in the middle of nowhere. You guys, it's like a beacon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it serves so many things. So now, like uh, first grade, they'll do maize. In second grade, they'll do chicken. Third grade, they'll do, do jewelry. So now when they're in eighth grade, uh, especially the girls don't have to prostitute. They now actually have eight different skill sets that they can go work and they're being taught English. So uh, when we started there, uh, the numbers were insane, 30s and 40s per- percent in AIDS, HIV. You have to imagine that's also just the ones that are getting tested. You and I both know it's way over that. That's just the tested ones. Um, when I went last year, we had one child with, with a- HIV, mm-hmm. one kid. So that just goes to show you the education is the answer. I mean, it really, in 10 years' time, <laughs> we only have one child out of 2,600 kids with HIV. Mm-hmm. So it's that that's something that's that's it's it's just so empowering to be there. It's so empowering that half, you know, half of that entire area now speaks English, Um, not that they shouldn't speak their their native tongue and that there's nothing wrong with that. But if they're going to get jobs outside of Malawi, um, English will get them by. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's been an awesome thing to be part of and watch and watch a com- uh, country grow. Um, You're starting to see AIDS and HIV caravans starting to leave the whole southern area because because they're being educated uh it's really incredible heidi uh people want to check out anything uh from the hamels foundation check out uh, the hamels foundation dot org for that t-bird did you have anything else for heidi no i mean heidi again when when i started you know looking back through your you know your career and and learning about you i was just taken aback by and so impressed in so many ways it's and again i guess in my intro anybody even thinks about underestimating you i would <laughs> you know you are really 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 impressive and i'm telling you you re- you really never know the impact that your generous acts does and how it changes other people's lives and i can assure you there's the number of people that you and Cole have touched uh, I'm just I'm so proud proud to know you. I'm I'm so proud to be in the survivor family with you. So I mean, don't ever underestimate the ability to make somebody else's life better. Um, and y'all do not do it. So I guess the last thing I want to say is, um, if your life is your message to the world, yours is truly an inspiration. Aww, so that is the you kindest. have made me. I feel like I'm a better person. Aww. No, I just, I feel very un, undeserving of that. That's, that's just the sweetest thing ever. I, I, I don't, I don't know what to say and, to that. And, and I know you, you're so, it's, you're a very humble person and that's what makes it too. I talked to Rob before we got you on and I said, Rob, she is 
amazing and she's so humble. Yes. She it's it's people that change the world like you and Cole that you don't even know or you don't put any stock into what you're doing and how you're changing so many people. And that's what makes you so special. Everything you do comes from the heart. And you can tell just this conversation and now all the listeners that just saw that 24-year-old. I'm going to probably get emotional, <laughs> Rob. Help stop me here. That 24-year-old girl standing up on her perch and taking her clothes <laughs> off for peanut butter and Oreo cookies. That was a long time ago, and, and you T-Bird. Learn everything. Yes. That's right. But you learn everything she's done from there up to her 41 years, this beautiful, amazing mother of five. And I'm just, I'm so blessed that we've talked to you. And I know the listeners are going to feel better too, just knowing, knowing about you. Oh, I'm, I'm blown away by that. First off, um, I'm, I'm absolutely blown away that you think that or, or see that. And um, Rob, you, you both, you both get this all the time, especially, I hate to say how long ago we played that game when so many people knew you and they would be, they'd come up to you mm-hmm. and this, this is, this is kind of this segue into this. And I, I always hold on to this is they come up to you and they're like, oh my gosh, wasn't that one of the, that, that had to be the greatest thing you ever did with your life. Mm-hmm. And I would always say a couple of things. Those are also the people that think high school is the greatest years of their life or college or whatever their thing is. And I, I would always say a couple of things. One, I hope not. I mean, I haven't, I haven't, then I haven't done what God put me here to do, right? Because that's the greatest thing Then I would say that about 5 million other things. Number two, no one is getting picked for a show like that if they weren't already something special or somebody saw something special in them. So it was only all your other things you were doing with your life before Survivor is why you got picked for Survivor. So I think that's always, I would always hold on to that with everybody that got picked on our, on our season. Cause that's, those were the only people I'd ever met up to that point in time. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that, like, I know I got picked because somebody saw something special in me and all these people are in the same boat. So this isn't the greatest thing we've ever done with our life. All the things that we did in a culmination is what led up to this moment. And that's how I look at this too. It's like, you're, you're saying it, just keep, keep trying trying to think of somebody else and how to make their life better and then you look back and it made your life better that's that's how this goes round and round so it's 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 a really awesome thing to be part of and and now right looking back i can say yes our survivor was absolutely one of the top awesome things i've done with my life but but you know when you're in the moment you you can't really say that you're mm-hmm. you're like well the, every, everything just led up to this moment actually so I, I think that's yeah. always really important when people, I'm sure, ask you guys all the time, how'd you get on the show? How did you do it? You know, all these things. It's like by being you and by being the best version of you is what got you there. Mm-hmm. That's that's the keys to the kingdom, right? I know people that I've talked to through the years that have played Survivor that were maybe they were voted off a lot earlier than they wanted to be. And they felt... You know, and just exactly what you just said, Heidi, you are special before you are cast for this show, whether you were the first one off or you are you won, because somebody saw something in you that made you special or, or so that's, you know, that's a really neat thing to say because it's so true. So thank you, Heidi, so much for being part of this. Oh, like, likewise, likewise. I'm thrilled. I, I'm, Rob, I'm so glad I got to 
catch up with you somewhat, although in, in normal life, the conversation would have been a lot more um, <laughs> yeah, about, about you. Well, it would have been a lot more about you. <laughs> are, are you surprised that, uh, that I've been podcasting about Survivor for 10 years? Absolutely not. <laughs> that I do this as a job? I Are you kidding? You should be the hostess with the mostest. I can't believe the you're not running with the a mostest. full... Well, I can't believe you're not running a full-time <laughs> TV show 24-7 about yeah. Survivor, actually. Okay. Um, no, this was definitely something you were born to do. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, well, thank you. I, do, I do appreciate that. But Heidi, uh, thank you for uh, spending so much time with us. I can't believe that, uh, you know, I, I feel like that we've taken uh, so much time out of your day no, as the mother no. of five. That, uh, <laughs> this is really, um, uh, you know, a treat that we got to talk to you for so long. No, no, likewise. It's, it's, uh, you have to stay up till four o'clock in the morning today. Um, I'm good with it. I'm fine with it. I'm happy to do so, actually. Yeah. So, okay. Well, God bless you guys both. Thank you for having me. Yes. And And, and please um, ask Cole to take it easy on my Mets, uh, this season, if possible. (laughs) If possible. If we get baseball. If we get baseball. We get there. There you go. Let's hope we get If we get some baseball. All right. Heidi, thank you so much and, uh, all the best. Okay. Okay. Likewise. Thanks. Thanks to you both. T-Bird, there you go. There's my old friend, Heidi Hamels. Wow. For those listening to just listen to that, they have just got to be like, wow, what what a girl. Mm-hmm. What a, So many layers. If you think you know Heidi from watching Survivor Amazon, oh boy. Yeah. That's just one small layer. She's so... She's so in tuned and so smart yeah. and enlightened. It just seems like with you know, it's what an honor to talk to her. And and hey, let me. I wanted to ask. I was going to ask Heidi this, but yeah. I didn't because I know she's not been following the series. Um, but I was wondering. I know who do you think that Heidi plays the most like, or has the you know her gameplay is the most like. Because I had thought about somebody, but I know yeah. you know um, all why? the Survivor who players who way think? better than it. And I'll tell you who. Well, and again, I know you. Okay, I, Parvati. Yeah, Parvati. Uh, because I, I think she's, she's little, got such. You know, I've honestly, I, I feel like that she's a little bit more like uh, calculating than uh, Parvati. I, like, I feel like that this this might be kind of crazy, but I feel like that um, I, that I feel like that Heidi is. A little bit more of a uh, strategic player, and I think that Parvati is a little bit more of a social player. Okay, because talking to Heidi, because I didn't know Heidi, you know, before this, I think we may have met years like in, before. In, in the way that I'm, I'm talking about, like how like Heidi was able to like almost talk Christy like into like going with her, like that that she was really good at that sort of stuff. Uh, whereas I think that Parvati is is a little bit more of that she is just a, a uh, I don't want to say just, but she that her charm is her greatest skill. Whereas I think that Heidi, uh, I, I do think that uh, that she has a really great mind for the game. Just right. to compare the but two, talking to Heidi today and up into this podcast, she seems very charming, but also very sincere, which makes her even more likable. So very smart. You know, too. when you were playing out there with her. Yeah, very smart, very likable, very charming. So, yeah. Yeah. I learned a lot about her. It's 
really interesting. It sleeps two two to three hours. Yeah. Okay. I'm telling you, I thought I was uh, very scared of Heidi as a as a player. That I was uh, very very uh, intimidated that she was going to be the winner of the season. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's funny. Again, after I after reviewing y'all season and going over it, I thought, wow, how interesting would it have been for Heidi and Rob to have been the final two. Yeah. And you know, then I thought, we, I didn't even touch on this. I mean, I, we could have talked to her for hours. She never got to be on the Amazing Race. And of course, Ethan and Jenna did. Mm-hmm. I wonder why Jenna and Heidi, they didn't ask them to do the Amazing Race once they came off. Um, I didn't even yeah. ask her about that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they were uh, putting survivors on the Amazing Race at that point. All right. So here are my questions. Go for it. All right. So these are the questions I'm going to ask you because I know you know stuff. So. All right. So I already asked you who you thought Heidi was played the most like. Oh, you didn't say. Um, uh, Parvati is a good is a good one. Um, but little, uh, it's hard. I I don't have somebody off the top of my head. Whoa. Okay. All right. Well, now the next question. All right. There's a couple of firsts on your season. This is gonna be so easy. Couple of firsts on your seasons. Go. Um, first time it was men versus women. First time yep. the immunity necklace is given away. First time. Yes. First time yes, it's a yes, six yes. to one vote. Okay. What else? All right. First time reality show with someone with a disability. Oh, okay. There you go. Christy, Christy Smith. Yeah. All right. Let's see. All right. Now, next thing is there are three players on your season, the Amazon. The same age of 24 years old. 24 when you played. Who are the three? Okay, so I guess it was uh, myself and Heidi, who uh, Heidi is yes. born uh, yes. nine days after me. We are born uh, very, very close, uh, in, both in the same year, uh, nine days older than Heidi. And um, who else? Dave? Nope. Dave is 23. Shauna? Nope. Shauna was 23. Hmm. Uh, was it Ryan? Ryan was 23. Hmm. Um, I don't know who else we is 24. We just mentioned her. We just mentioned her. Christy. Christy. Oh, I didn't know that. Christy Smith. I thought she was older than was me. 24. Yeah. God, look at you guys at 24 years old. So when you were out there playing with Heidi, she had never seen Survivor. So mm-hmm. were people telling her about the game? Do I you know? know. Um, were you? I mean, of course, you probably weren't by the time y'all got together. No, but, I would t- uh, tell her what was going on. I feel like that that was uh, something I could add to people, uh, try to be liked by the people around the camp. Now, this is kind of an interesting thing I'm wondering right now, because Heidi is very smart. Yes. Uh, it, and they even, casting suggested this to her. Why did she not watch any of the segments? Any of the- Because that it, it was 2002, and there was no binge watching. You'd have to get the tapes. Maybe she watched like Survivor oh, Thailand right. hey, like, when it was airing. That's a good. That's a good point. Yes. But remember, though, we I've heard from people before that had not watched the series that casting would send them copies to binge watch before they played. Uh, they didn't send me any tapes. You, but you had watched. I mean, but you had watched. I had seen you, every episode. You, you're yeah. telling me you never watched Survivor. I saw every episode, but okay, it wasn't you had. that I hadn't. Because, yeah, if, if if you hadn't seen it, they would send you tapes. I've heard people that said they never watched it and the casting had sent them tapes so they could binge watch. Yeah. 
And now I don't know who it was, but yes, I know there's been several. All right. So let's start to uh, wrap this up today, T-Bird. But uh, it was a great job. Great get with Heidi. Looking forward to more talking with T-Bird. We've given T-Bird an even bigger list of names of people to hunt down here in the summer of 2020. T-Bird, anything else you want to say? No, this was a great one. I really enjoyed it. And I hope that y'all got some unfinished business straightened out. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we had any unfinished business, but it was great to catch up with Heidi. So uh, thanks again for setting this all up here today. And of course, we'll have some more talking with T-Bird for you soon. Of course, if you want even more uh, on everything that goes on behind the scenes at Rob's Podcast, head on over to robhasawebsite.com slash patron. Get access to our patron-only podcast feed and everything that we're doing in the Rob's Podcast patron community at robhasawebsite.com slash patron. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. If you stay here and listen, your life will never be the same. Cause we're talking with T-Bird now, and this T-Bird.